Welcome to Story Mode. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. Oh boy. So, We're digging in. Yeah, turns out um, we may have fucked up. Perhaps. It's been known to happen from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the uh, I'm mostly basing our timeline of Story Mode on two things. One, obviously playing the game, right? Right. right. So my uh, faulty human memory. And uh-huh. then two, the... Let's see what we got exactly here. I think it's from uh, Prima. I think it's one of their last books. The official Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Official Collector's Edition Strat Guide. Uh, oh, so yeah. the way that the strategy guide sorts some shit out is a little confusing. So I thought we were at the end of Act 1, and when you went to Novigrad, it was the start of Act 2. Mm-hmm. That is highly false. Yeah, Act 1 Very is, really, false. is really long. Act 1 is basically the entire... It introduces the entire landmass. Like, the whole world map of the game is Very given weird. to you in Act 1. I guess other than Karamoran. And um, it's, like, primarily set in these three, like, zones, right? Right. So we covered um, Velen, which is, you know, No Man's Land. It's where the Bloody Baron is. It's where the Crookback Bog... Um, there's, like, a whole, like, south and, like, west part of the map that really doesn't even come up in the main game. It's it's all just side quest stuff yeah. over there. Yeah, So, um, actually, there's even a... Really, the whole south is just not dealt with at all in the main game. Um, if you go to the southeast, uh, the farthest southeast point, there's, like, a huge Nilfgaardian, like, war camp, like which is yeah. really cool. Yep. Uh, and, again, like, in the normal course of the game, you'll never stumble upon that. Yeah, so. there's just, stu- like, little stuff to do there side quest-wise. Right. Same thing with Oxenfort. So there's this, like, college uh, fortified island, basically. Um, like, you will not have main quest stuff go, other than to just, like, walk past the city real fast to, like, go find a dude. You will not have any major quest stuff going on there. So, um, but yeah, so basically, um, I guess in the beginning, we kind of talked about some of the, some of the clues, uh, that uh, Geralt had that was as to where uh, Siri might be. No boners allowed in this discussion. Oh. Um, hold on. Hold on, I'm out. Damn. Nice worm is locked off. So, um, yeah, so basically, um, we went and tracked down the spy, went through the Bloody Baron. Uh, we covered all that in our last episode. So definitely check that out if you haven't. If you're listening to this, I guess we're still in Act 1, so you're not completely off the ball, but... Uh, right a lot happens and really probably some of the best stuff in the game with the bloody baron Um, and yeah as well you can go back to uh, the previous episodes as well episode one episode two are witcher one and witcher Witcher one witcher two and then Um, yeah we've done one episode of witcher three out of it'll probably be three total because witcher three is really a fucking big game and then one hopefully for the dlcs right right so um yeah, basically, um, you have, at this point, tracked Siri through, uh, well, you've tracked her actions through Velen, uh, No Man's Land. Basically, she appeared in Crookback Bog, um, running, 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 run, running, one might say. Uh-huh. Um, basically, ended up, she was pursued by the Wild Hunt, ended up at the Witch's Hut. Um, the witches were going to eat her, so she was like... Nah, I'm not about that. So I'm she about left. To about to bust out of here. Uh, put on her uh, new balances and got the fuck out of there. Nice. Um, new balances. She ended up. 
Right, she had to teleport again. Uh, ended up kind of falling into the woods. Fought a werewolf. Saved a little girl. Ended up at the Baron's house. Did some fun shit with the Baron. Killed a couple people. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, ended up um, having to basically leave with like a life debt from the Baron, right? Um, mm-hmm. When she left, she went north toward really the biggest city in the game and one of the bigger cities in video games in general, uh, Novigrad. So Novigrad, again, is a lot of the cities are like fortress towns in this game because if you're not, you get fucking steamrolled instantly. So um, Novigrad is uh, it's built on an island, so it's surrounded by water. Um, it's got like a big, like powerful port that does a lot of trading. Uh, and it's basically built around... Uh, it's a series of islands that are all connected and it's all built up. But the main island, which is kind of like a big kind of rocky outcropping is Temple Isle where they have this giant uh, temple, obviously, to uh, the the uh, uh, Church of the Eternal Fire, which we've sort of dealt with because that's where um, the Baron's daughter went. She went and joined uh, the, the Church of the Eternal Fire. Right, and we've talked about them a hair in the previous podcast. Right, right. So I, there's really not a lot to go on because she's really just there for that one episode. But, um, yeah, you head north to Novigrad. You know that Siri was looking for friends. So um, Geralt heads north, shows up in uh, Novigrad, and pretty quickly it's like, okay, I've heard that they're like, there's sort of like some like mild holocaust going on in this town. And uh, sure enough, that's definitely true. As you're riding through town, you hear people that are like, Oh, did you hear about the execution? Uh, are you going to go see the execution today or whatever? And it's like, Roro. Um, so this town is is basically controlled by the Church of the Eternal Fire, which is basically, like, racist and anti-magic. So they hate non-humans, and they hate magic users. Because they think that only humans are pure, and only humans can blah, 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 whatever. So um, basically, they're on a uh, witch hunt. Quite literally, they're looking for magic users and burning them at the stake. And they're catching what they... Like, it's kind of tough to go straight to, like, hey, let's kill all the elves. Because, like, regular people don't... aren't usually super into that. So they're burning, like, other non-humans that are a little more monstrous. So at the actual, like, I guess, staking, like, burning that you see, this execution... Um, they have a witch that they're burning and a uh, doppelganger, which is a type of, you know, typically nonviolent creature that can change its shape, as you would, you know, probably imagine. Yeah. Um, so, basically, um, the guy that does it is, I, I forget what his first name is, but uh, his name's, uh, he goes by Manga. Let me see if I can get a first name on that. Because I want to say Philip, but that was Philip the- Stranger, the uh, Bloody Baron. The doctor, the doppelganger. No, the uh, or the, like head dude burner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, um, we're watching him on the live stream. He has some sick fucking armor. Oh yeah, he looks sick as hell. His armor is amazing. He's super cool. Um, manga, Caleb Manga. Okay. It was something like that. He's got that big scar over his eye. Very cool looking. Yep. Um. Yeah, he's basically a straight up asshole. And they he's left, like, they left this guy's metal fucking knee pads on. Oh yeah, they did. That 
I'm trying to get some boiled meat to eat. That, that, that was probably helpful for a little bit. But then... Mm. <laughs> but <Yeah>. then... <laughs> not so much. Yeah. So, um, you know, you kind of, you know, witness that these dudes are just out here killing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a typical thing where it's like, you know, one guy, like one witch does something weird and they're like, okay, let's kill everybody. Uh, that burning went a little fast. In real life, it would take forever to turn into a crisp. Yeah. But, um, but we got we're not here for uh, historical accuracy here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Caleb Manga is the leader of the execution. He makes a short speech basically saying, hey, we're out here killing people. Uh, you are in town looking for your friend Triss, who you probably fucked several times in the previous games. Yeah, uh, definitely. Got to keep that snatch safe. So, yeah. we out here. This is helping our house. Um, so, you know, you're kind of like, okay, I'm literally here looking for a sorceress and they're burning magic users, so I'm a little worried about that. Mm-hmm. So you go looking for Triss at the place where uh, the townhouse you, you know she's staying at is like ransacked and she's not there. And you're like, yo, where is she? And the people are usually not very helpful. No. Um, so basically you're able to figure out that, uh, you know, you might interrogate some people. You might kind of look through her shit in the house and figure out that she has uh, taken refuge with the King of Beggars, who is this, like, um, he's, a, he's like a gang leader, but his, like, his point is that he's like, we steal from people so that we can afford to live and eat, right? Right. So he's not just, like, an asshole. No, he's um, a, like a Robin Hood motherfucker. He's Robin Hood, but he's, like, a more realistic Robin Hood, where he's like, you know, yeah, we sell drugs, yeah, we take assassination contracts on people yeah. yeah we rob people that probably need the money but we need to live right yeah it, it's like, like i a, have people to take care of it's like the thieves guild mixed with the dark brotherhood sort of yeah they're they're a lot less like good at assassination i guess yeah, oh, like, yeah, they're, yeah just, they're, they're a very typical gang like they'll carry out a hit if they have to but it's not like you know yeah. they're not like john wick or something uh, although he doesn't do that anymore uh, as you can tell by fucking three movies of him killing a hundred people. <laughs> I'd watch a fourth. Hey, I'm not about that life anymore. But if anybody fucks with me, I'll kill a thousand people. <laughs> so, um... Let's you figure out she's with, uh, John Wick. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, you figure out that, you know, she is looking for help with the King of Beggars, so you basically do some uh, little reconnaissance. You might, like, track a couple pickpockets, talk to some homeless people, whatever. Um, you're able to figure out where the king of beggars is which is called the putrid grove very good yeah um so you're able to you know however you do it you figure your way out to get inside um and tris is basically like look i'm going to give you everything that i have left if you can help me get the rest of the magic users and non-humans out of the city right um so it's like okay i know somebody who can help you look for siri like tris hasn't seen her so now you don't know who Siri was looking for. Um, but she goes, Hey, I have this friend. Uh, her name's Corinne Tilly. She can help you. So you kind of look around to try to figure out what Corinne is doing. Um, she is a dreamer, which is like, she, they're sort of safe. They're not really considered magic users. They're like fortune tellers basically, right. but they like go into a dream state where they can sort of perceive things. Like sometimes they see into the future. Sometimes they see into the past. Um, a lot of weird shit. So she's basically at this haunted house that um, you 
go and try to help her figure out what's going on. Uh, turns out it's another godling, kind of like the little boy that you found in the, the bog. Yep. Um, which is really cool. This is a little girl one. Um, and she's like, yeah, I just like to live here. And you're like, okay, so like you're scaring this dude that like bought this house to rent out or whatever. And she's like, okay, but I fucking live here. And you're like, yeah, most you're of the godlings house. have like gone into the woods. And, like they run away from humans. They don't like humans. And she's like, I fucking live here. <laughs> she's got big ball energy. Yeah, huge dick energy. So um, you can kind of decide whether you're going to let her stay there or not or whatever. Um, it's like like everything. There's like a 15 billion side quests related to all this shit. <laughs> yeah. So this is another chance, you know, you as Geralt, like, what do you think of monsters? Like, are you here, you just kill things that get in your way or you like make them leave? Or... Are you someone that has compassion for living things? Because, like, you know, if you look at, like, people who want to conserve, like, natural land and, like, uh, you know, want to conserve animal populations, a lot of times those are hunters. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, my job is to literally come out here and, like, annihilate deer. But, like, I want there to be deer in the future. Like, you know, they need to yeah, be I taken don't care kill of. All of them. I don't want to kill every deer. I'm not on, like, a pogrom against deer. Like... You know, I do this for a purpose, and, like, deer should be able to live their natural life. Like, I'm just here to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it depends on how you're playing the game, I guess. Um, or what your personal opinion is. But, um, you know, you go through that. Uh, Corinne, um, she basically uh, gives you, like, this dream vision. Uh, so you, like, sit down with her, and you... She says, okay, what are you looking for? And you have to be, like, honest, because she's she needs to be in the right mind state to be able to give you something useful. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, so Siri, she's like a daughter to me. Here's some info about her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Corinne Tilly's got great tits, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, as a witcher, you're like, my senses are tingling. My boner senses. Well, Geralt probably has amazing tits as well. Geralt's got amazing shown. sculpted, like cut ass tits. Amazing. <laughs> So, uh, I cannot wait to see Henry Cavill naked in the show. He better be in the bathtub. I just, <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's weirding me out. I'm trying to see that day. So I mean, I'll take a peek. Um, she basically like loads up a fucking CD-ROM of this dream. Uh, like a vision of you know, where Siri is. So what you see in your dream is um, Dandelion, who is a, the god-level player. <laughs> yep. Um, he like he is the like nine time reigning champion of the player haters ball. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you see this vision of Dandelion, and he's like walking around, and there's like this bird flitting around his head, whistling, and he's like keeps looking at it. And uh, when you come out of the dream, you're like, okay, so Siri has been referred to as the swallow, which is the type of bird. Uh-huh. Um, very unfortunate uh, translation, but. Uh, so you're like, okay, so Siri must have talked to Dandelion. So you kind of hit the street, and uh, Corinne Tilly's like, oh, Dandelion, I know that son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, like every woman in town does. Every and, woman uh, is the Dandelion. So it turns out, this is insanely good fortune for Dandelion. Turns out he somehow inherited a brothel. <laughs> so there was, like, some that old lady that right. he had, like, fucked 15 years ago or whatever, and she owned, like, a brothel, and when she died, she gave him the brothel deed or whatever. So, you're like, hell yeah. 
So you head over to the brothel just to see what's going on. You know, it's just strictly scientific, right? And um, when you get there, uh, there's like some ruffians like knocking at the door or whatever. Those fucking and ruffians. Another old friend of yours. Uh, this this game is basically like The Witcher Three greatest hits. Yeah, it's like hey, all of the fucking classics are here. Hey, you remember so and so? Um, so well, you show either. up he and there's like these assholes like pounding on the door or whatever and then this dwarf comes out and just completely fucks them up uh, so this is your old friend Zoltan Shive um, he's very dope uh, yes, you would have yes. hung out with him in uh, The Witcher 2 if you did the um, like dwarf path the, the like the rebel path I guess um, right. he's in like the dwarf city in the second half of the game so, um, so Zoltan is basically, he's, he is like security for Dandelion. Which is fantastic. So, amazingly good. So he's like, uh, actually, you know what? I haven't seen Dandelion. Um, he like asked me to be his like hired muscle and then I showed up and he like hasn't been here. So let's check this place out. I love the painting. The painting of, of Dandelion in the background. Dandelion with the spearing. sword and like speared into like a dead dragon. It's basically like a recreation of, uh, what is it, St. Michael the Dragon Slayer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's insanely good because Dandelion <laughs> has never even fucking lifted a sword. He doesn't even, he couldn't point one out of a lineup. Yeah, he couldn't, <laughs> he doesn't even, he doesn't know which end to hold. Is this a sword? Okay, <coughs> well, that's. Uh, sir, that is your that's penis. A, that's a chalupa. So, we're going to have to ask you to go ahead and put that, that down. That is pretty fucking dangerous, though. Oh, just a wild chalupa out there? We Well, we had to say chalupa, because mm-hmm. live moss. Gotta live moss. Can somebody hit that? Okay, thank you. Yep. I heard the clicks. So, <laughs> we need to get a fucking Taco Bell deal, please. We need please. to get paid. Holy so. shit. <laughs> Alright, um, back so, to Zoltan and Dandy. Um, you're like, fuck, this idiot is like gone missing. So, basically what you do is, you find his ledger, like, book... So, like, basically his, like, schedule. Mm-hmm. And everything is, like, meet with Margaret, meet with Mary, meet with Sarah, meet with... You know what I mean? It's just, like, uh, yeah, he literally just goes around oh, town man. fucking. He's, like, 545, dick appointment. 602, dick appointment. <laughs> so, uh, you basically track these women and, like, try to find out what he was doing. And it actually turns out that it's, like, relatively innocent. Yeah. Where he was, like... He's basically been trying to track down this, like, famous, like, poet and um, actress that moved to town named Priscilla. Because you know what the plan is. I mean, he's fully trying to... So I said relatively innocent. What I mean is he's not trying to fuck several women. He's trying to fuck one woman. Yeah, he is very specifically <laughs> it's, hunting. It's Priscilla. And if anything gets in his path on the way... Right. It's, it's his own dick happen. that... His dick betrayed him in the past, right? Yeah. So uh, he's like he's a lot like Quagmire from Family Guy, but like much more successful. Yeah, like Dandelion actually be out here fucking. Quagmire is like fifty. Yeah, Dandelion's like fifty. Really? Yeah, and by the time you get to this game, he's in his like late forties, I guess. Man, he's. I mean, he mentions it when you. uh, I mean, I guess spoiler alert, but when you talk to him, he's like, you know, now that I, you know, you say, hey, I never thought you would settle down and run a business, and he's like, I'm getting older, dude. Like, I can't just be out here on the road slaying dragons all day. And, and by dragons, like, he means Bitch, snakes. the only thing you ever fucking, <laughs> fucking slayed was a squirter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what kind of monster is that? It's like, it ain't. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad we have that little mature button that pops yeah. up before people watch our show. It doesn't yeah, happen definitely before the podcast. 
So, you know. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, basically, you find out that Dandelion, like, fucked over two of the other... Like, there's four total gangs in this town. So there's the King of Beggars. Right. And, like, the... I don't know, the Robin Hood Merry Men, I guess? I don't know what his gang's called. None of the gangs have a cool name, which really pisses me off. The Rat Bastards. Apparently. Mm. So, um... There are two other uh, major ones and then one additional uh, gang leader. So there's the uh, Cleaver, who's the leader of the dwarf gang. He's, like, insanely violent. Uh-huh. Uh, he just is constantly murdering people. Um, hence the name Cleaver. Cleaver, yep. So there's Cleaver and his, like, dwarf boys who are out here fucking shit up. Cleaver there's, and the dwarf boys. Uh, Cleaver and the dwarf boys. So um, is that new there is Horson Jr. Oh, yeah, that guy's a dick. Insanely good name. Yeah. Um, so he is the son of a horse son. <laughs> uh, three generations of knocking a bitch up and wandering off. Um, so he's like the most fucked up. Like he's just a straight piece of shit. Um, and then there's also uh, Sicky Reuven, who is like the crafty one, basically. Like Sicky Reuven is the one that he showed up in town and he was like, hey, guys, like, why are we fighting each other? Like, the gang should work together to, like, you know, draw, like, turf lines. And, you know, really our enemy is the town guard. It's not each other, right? So he's like a crafty son of a bitch, basically. Right. Um, the brains so you're of like, the operation. Yeah, you're like, hey, I'll, I would rather hang out with the brains of the operation. So you go track down Siggy Riven. He runs this bathhouse. Very nice. Um... And you kind of, like, walk in on him having a meeting between the other two, so Cleaver and uh, the King of Beggars. And uh, he's like, uh, as he gets up, you realize that you actually know Siggy Rubin, another kind of old frenemy, I could say. Um, so it's like, okay, so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely willing to work with this guy. Uh, he turns out to be Sigismund Dykstra, who is... Uh, <laughs> He was the former spy lord for King Radovid, who why got his would, head cut you, off in Witcher meet, 2. Why would you meet at a bathhouse? They're That's taking. They're in the hot seem, tub. That seems weird, though. That's well, just a, a bunch weird. of dudes with they dicks out. What's weird about that? Ba 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 ba. Ba Well, it's, I mean, it's because he owns it, so he can like put a thousand armed guards. <laughs> I get it, but that's the place to be murdered, I feel like. You know what I mean? In the bath, yeah. In the Somebody, bath. Somebody, like an investigator, walks in and there's just blood in the hot tub. Well, looks like another hard day's work. <sighs> looks like the sir, hot tub can you might have lowered throwing... his blood pressure a little too much. Sir, sir, can you stop smoking that cigarette in here? And please don't throw the butts into the water. This is an act of crime scene. Anyhow. The Witcher 4. Noir. Noir. I so, uh... So, yeah, um... Siggy Reuven is, like... Uh, he, so, I, like I said, he used to be a spy master, so that's why he's smart. <laughs> uh, also, he's got a fucked up leg. He's got, like, a metal brace on his leg. Oh, that's why they always meet in the bathhouse. He's, like... He's, like, moistening his leg joints. Because you completely fucked his leg up in the past. That that uh, is fucked up. That is really fucked up. That you he, he busted the shit out of his goddamn knees. You like from the side. You like kicked his knee sideways, so it like cracked in half. It's so brutal, dude. I'm, I'm it's all coming back to me. Good god. So uh, basically, you like kind of hate each other, but also it's like, hey, we're not enemies. 
Yeah, well, you know I mean, I mean, we are, but, you know, we have a greater enemy. Right. Not You're not directly enemies, you just hate each other. Yeah. And would definitely injure the other person for no reason. Possibly kill. Yeah. So, um, there's like a series of... So, basically, Siggy Rubin's like, hey, I know all of the shit that Horson's doing. I can get you in on it, and you can track him down, because you know that Horson uh, either knows about Dandelion or Siri or both. So... It's like, alright, so you go to, like, he owns, like, an underground, like, fight pit, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So you go to the fight pit, kill some lizards or whatever, it's pretty dope. Uh, Then there's, like, he also owns a, like, bar where they do, like, illegal gambling. So you go do this high-stakes, like, Gwent tournament. Um, And each time you get, like, the absolute shit kicked out of you by a bunch of guards. And and, uh, Horson runs away, right? So you're like, alright, this is getting on my last fucking nerve. So you go and uh, somehow you like meet up, uh, you find out that uh, Vernon Roach and his uh, like left hand woman, uh, mm-hmm. Vez, are like in the area. Um, again, they used to work with uh, King Radavid. They were like his like secret service that, again, were the ones that talked to you in the beginning of Witcher 2. Uh, right. A lot of Witcher 2 callbacks going on in this whole section. But you really um, don't have to like it. It does a good job of explaining. Yeah, they completely explain, like, hey, remember me? I'm your buddy that was from blah, 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 and we worked together to do this, and I didn't like it when you made this decision. <laughs> so, very good. Right. But, uh, basically, um, you know, they're, Ver, uh, Roche and uh, Vess are like, hey, we are, our, our, like, king died, so we run, like, a guerrilla, like, mercenary force now. Um, so... Like, they just kind of are fucking with Nilfgaard. Uh, Vess goes and does this dumb thing. You have to go help her or whatever. And then after you do that, they're like, hey, we can actually help you find uh, Horson Jr. And let us, like, we'll set up a meeting for you. You're like, okay, that sounds dope. Uh, So they set up a meeting between you and King Radovid, who is, like, the last... Like, he's, like, the major, like, Northern Territories guy fighting against... uh, the Empire. Like, he's sort of the de facto leader because most of the other kings got their heads cut off. Um, and he's also a complete batshit, like, insano idiot. So, um, you team up with, uh, you know, King Radovid's like, okay, if you do something for me, I will give you Horson Jr. Because he's actually been working with me and my, like, um, Temple Island, like, religious zealot dudes right um so you go and like he wants you to go track down philippa eilhart who had her eyeballs hot spooned out of her head which is pretty cool yeah she did uh she was one of the lodge of sorceresses um i think she was his dad's like assistant yeah and there was again which you call back yeah yeah i was trying to remember exactly like what she did but well she was like the leader of the lodge of sorceresses yeah. So every, like, she's kind of like a Manson-esque, like, she directly did do some crimes, but also everything that the Lodge did falls on her. Right. Um, so you go and, like, do some shit, she's like an owl or whatever, it's fine. So, uh, he gives you Horson Jr.'s location, which he actually lives in, like, a manor house in Oxenfort. So you head over to Oxenfort, this other town, a lot smaller town than Novigrad. It's like half, maybe a quarter of the size. Um, so you head over there, uh, 
go into his like mansion grounds, kill everybody, run upstairs. Um, basically, you find him like torturing and killing prostitutes, which is great. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like as you're walking up to the room that he's in, you hear like muffled screams and shit, and there's like a woman like flayed, like hanging, like he's really like a Hannibal level like fucked up dude. Um, you kind of walk in and there's like these dead women in like a tub and there's just like there's like five dead women bodies yeah it's a pretty fucking gruesome scene yeah if i could be real so um you walk in and you're like kind of like fuck him up a little bit you like disarm him beat the shit out of him and then you're like all right where the fuck is siri and dandelion so he takes you into a flashback scene uh siri and dandelion are attempting to free one of their friends, who is a doppelganger named... Oh, man, what a legend. Doodoo. Yeah, it's your boy Doodoo. Your boy Doodoo. Why? Because he stink. Because he doo-doo. Uh, you know he what do doo-doo. that, though. <laughs> so, um, Doodoo has been captured by <laughs> uh, Horson and actually um, uh, Caleb Manga. Because, uh, like I said, they're working together. Uh, kind of under Cove. I guess. That's why Horson's gang is so powerful. It's because the guards, like, don't arrest them. Right. Um, so, uh, basically, Siri and Dandelion are trying to rescue Dudu. Uh, Siri's, like, jumping between rooftops and, like, slips into the top of whatever, like, torture house that they're at. Um, she, like, shows up as their, like, hot iron pokering Dudu. And she whips that nay out and fucking slices some dudes in half and then she gets this wicked hit on Horson, which is like this big scar on his face that like fucks his lip up and everything very cool um so he like gets the fuck out of there uh she is trying to uh like do this rescue that ultimately fails um she has to like get the fuck out of there um then you hop back to um you know, it cuts off the uh, cutscene because she's basically like surrounded and like busts out of there. So you go back to, uh, you know, real life. Um, you can decide to kill Horson Jr. or like basically kick him out of the gang, I guess. Yeah, you so don't it's like, to I mean, I fucking hardcore kill him. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where like if you let him live, so you're like, um, you can't be involved in the gang. The king has turned on you. You have to survive on your own now. He basically becomes, like, homeless. He's blind. He's, like, extremely sick. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, is it worse to just kill somebody or to make them suffer for the rest of their life? You know? Right, right. And it's like, okay, I would prefer him to suffer, but I can't let him go on the off chance that he's going to be out here killing a bunch of women and I allowed it to happen. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I, like he might just become a fucking Jack the Ripper. So it's like, nope, you gotta die. So I fucking chop him in half. Yeah. Um, after that, you head over to uh, back to your buddy uh, Siggy Reuven or you know Sigmund Dystra. Um, he says, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna like hook you up so you can get to Manga, and then fucking Mangala. That way we can like." figure out where your buddy is or whatever the fuck. Um, so, uh, well, she does actually, sorry, I, I had this mistyped. She does free doo-doo at the time. Yeah. So he's just on the loose yeah. out here, free doo-doo. Yeah. 
Hashtag, like, let's get shirts. Yeah. Free doo doo shirts. Hashtag free doo doo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think I said that he was not able to be freed or something. He just he gets free and runs away, and then Siri runs. So, um, you do this quest with, uh, you know, tracking down the gold, the gold uh, that was stolen from Siggy Reuben. Uh, you meet a cool troll. This leads you to, basically, you find out that the gold was, uh, so the gold was stolen by Dandelion, who was performing this for the temple guard to try to get information, basically. Um, and Dandelion was only involved. Like, he, like, did the setup, and then the rest of it was carried out by gang members or whatever. So, um, basically the gold was taken to, uh, the temple guard to help fund their, like, persecution of people. So you, uh, eventually are like, okay, we can just bust right in here and, like, kill everybody. But Triss is like, hold on, why don't you use me as bait? Because they, they're, like, they're trying to catch sorceresses, and I was a sorceress of the Lodge. Like... That's like if I'm if I'm out here trying to, you know, hunt deer and I see a 78-point buck, you know what I mean? Like, I'm right. really killing a lot of animals today. Sorry, that's, folks. That's the one. But, uh, you know, it's like, okay, so, again, you're left with a couple options here. Um, you can, well, you do use uh, Triss as bait, but it depends on how it plays out is all based on how you kind of respond to things. Mm-hmm. So the main plan, and what you should do canonically, is... Um, you basically take Triss in and you're like, look, I captured her. I have these uh, dimeridium uh, shackles on her, which stop people from using magic. And um, the shackles are obviously fake. And they take her and, like, start torturing her. And you're, like, in the room next to her being tortured. So, again, this is, like, one of Geralt's best friends in the world. You know what I mean? Right. Like, in the top five, probably. <laughs> Yeah, she, she definitely rounds up the top five, um, So, it's like... I, I mean, you hear her, like, screaming in the next room, and then the guy's like, all right, time to take your fingernails off, and you hear, like, the clamps, and you hear her, like, getting a fingernail ripped. Not the clamps! Not the clamps, oh god! So, it's like... The whole thing is, like... The game is, like, testing to see how long you can hold out without, yeah. like, fucking slicing this dude in half. And if you hold out, then he gives you all the, like, secrets that you're looking for. And then, at the end, like, all of a sudden there's, like, a thump in the other room. And he's like, what the fuck? And then Triss walks in. And the other guy's, like, vaporized. Uh-huh. And she's like, fuck you, dude. And, like, fucking annihilates Menga, which is very good. Um, if you don't, if you're not able to, like, listen to your fucking best friend and former lover being tortured to death. And possibly current lover, right? Possibly. Um, depending. Uh, if you're like, okay, fuck this, and, like, whip your sword out, it's, like, a huge fight. Um, like, Manga's extremely dope. He's, like, boss character level strong. Um, and then, obviously, Triss kind of joins you after dealing with a couple guys in the room. But, uh... Uh, either way, uh, Menga ends up dead. Um, you guys realize that you know Doodoo's on the loose, <laughs> like, like it be. Don't you, say they it like say that. they say Doodoo be rolling downhill, you know. So um, you're like, okay, we gotta we gotta really track this guy down. How are we gonna do this? And you kind of are like working with people to like you still don't know where fucking Dandelion is, and. Uh, you decide with Priscilla you're going to throw a play 
that is able to draw the attention of this shapeshifter and like let him know that you mean him no harm and you're trying to work with him. Mm-hmm. So again, you make a series of choices on what you're going to do with that, um, with the play. Um, and you basically do this, this event where like, um, it's like you play a witcher in the play and it's like insanely bad. Cause there's like these people on stage that are like, so what doth thine witcher prefer we do upon this eve? And you're like, what? Uh, <laughs> I will stab a man named Steve. <laughs> like you're always trying to rhyme, which is insanely funny. Uh, if you choose the wrong lines, it's so good, dude. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, you're able to, uh, you know, Geralt does some acting. Dudu is drawn out of hiding. Oh, uh, he has like this big wicked scar over one eye, and that eye is just completely dead. Like it's just, it's like permanently closed. Um, and uh, you kind of like have this moment where it's like, hey, you were you were friends with Siri. You helped her, and he's like. Well, you know, I did what I could, but obviously it wasn't enough. And Geralt's like, no, dude, just the fact that you tried is all I need, you know? And uh, you have the option of being like, can you show me what Siri looks like? And that's, like, insanely brutal. If you do, he, like, morphs into Siri, but still has the big scar. Because the changelings are not able to change their, like... Any damage that happens in their true form is... It's sustained across every new form they take basically mm-hmm. um so uh you know he changes into siri and then Geralt's like okay bad idea i shouldn't have asked you know yeah uh but uh you know you now you know who you're looking for because obviously i mean you haven't seen her like Geralt hasn't seen siri in like years at this point right yeah yeah it's been like at least like eight years yeah so probably closer to 10 Actually. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure 100%. I don't know if they ever directly reference it. But, um, you know, it's basically like, uh, you know, now you have a good knowledge of what she looks like or whatever. Um, and Dudu's like, okay, I can tell you what I know. Like, they were working together to try to infiltrate, like, Temple Island because there's something that they were going for or whatever. Uh, it's not 100% clear. But... Um, he basically gives you um, uh, the location of Dandelion. So he's like, so I know Dandelion was captured by the Temple Guard. Um, Manga said that he was going to have him executed, but I know where they hide people because they hid me there when they were going to execute me, right? Um, so he gives you the location of where Dandelion is. You head out, go rescue Dandelion, who's insanely hilarious. Everything he says is gold. I would play a game about Dandelion. Yeah, no, like, that that would be, like... So good. That would be a fun game. I mean, it would be, like, very much... I feel like it would be, like, a, a pacifist game where you accidentally well, kill people. Well, it would people. be, like... Yeah, it would almost be, like, Jar Jar Banks. Yeah. Just, like, stumbling into murdering 90 people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like... It's so good because, like, other people do things for Dandelion. He's kind of almost like Gilderoy Lockhart from... Uh, Harry yeah. Potter Chamber of Secrets. Very he's much like so. he's like a blowhard idiot that refuses to like see reality. It's so funny. God, Dandelion is a fucking legend. But um <laughs> Yeah, basically you like recover Dandelion and he like he's like, Hey, can't we go somewhere a little safer? And you like take him back to the brothel and he tells you the story of what happened. So you're in a full flashback, right? Playing a Siri. 
Um, you're basically on the run. This is immediately after chopping Horson's face in half. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like on horseback, Syrian dandelion, like sprinting toward uh, temple, the main temple on Temple Isle. So you're like shooting up this big, you know, broad cavity or whatever. Uh, Horson's men are chasing you, and they're like, um, they're getting the, they're like shouting for the guards to join them and chasing you. So you have to like bust through a couple barriers. You get up to like the main portcullis that leads to like the temple grounds, which the temple is like kind of like a castle. It's got like big, you know, supporting areas around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Siri like holds the guys off as Dandelion's able to get the portcullis open. You guys dash in and you're surrounded and you know, Dandelion and Siri are kind of looking at each other. Dandelion, like, gives her a nod, and Siri's like, fuck, and, like, has to teleport away, uh, leaving Dandelion behind. Insanely brutal. Yeah. Um, so the flashback ends, and now you know that Siri is no longer in Novigrad. Uh, Geralt decides that the final tip, and basically this is where Yennefer went right away, uh, he has to head out to the Skellige Islands, which is my favorite part of the game. Um, to try to team up with Yennefer, see what Yennefer's found, and try to track down uh, Siri in Skellige. So um, you are able to, somehow you get some kind of boat captain to help you out. It's not really super clear. And, uh, like, you know, there's, like, you either pay a guy or you do a mission for somebody or whatever. So um, on the way there, there's, like, this insane, like, storm which is totally normal for Skellige. It's like the Skellige Islanders are like super good sailors, but regular people usually can't visit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why it was so hard to get a captain to take you here. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, you know, the, the, the boat capsizes, but luckily Geralt washes up on the shore of the island that he was aiming for. Um, Lucky. Yes. So you meet a guy and he's <sighs> like, he's like, what are you doing on the beach? It's basically Brave. You show up yeah, on the island from should. Brave. <laughs> um, which is very... They're like... Uh, they're like uh, Scandinavo Irish. Like, you know, Vikings, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool. Um, so you kind of get your wits about you. Head on up to um, the main city of the islands. Which is called uh, Kertrold. Uh, oops. Kertolda. So you show up there, the old king, uh, who is King Bran of Clan Tiersic, uh, he has died right before you show up, of course, and um, you kind of stumble into his, like, funeral procession where they, like, send the boat out and, like, light it on fire and shit. Mm-hmm. Viking funeral. Hell yeah. um, so Yennefer is there, and an old ally of yours, Croc uh, on Crate, who's an extremely rotund, awesome dude. Um, the head druid of the island. So the islands are like, their magic users are all druids. Druids are all male. And they're primarily focused on like weather magic. And like plant magic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so their head druid is uh, Ermion. He's there as well. Um, Croc and Ermion once, uh, like a long time ago when Siri was first. Uh, so her like parents died. Um, her grandmother was like this rebel queen or whatever. So Siri was hidden with these, like, barbaric islanders. Because they figured, like, first of all, you wouldn't check there. And second of all, these dudes are insanely fucking violent. 
So, like, if you try to go recover her from the these Vikings, they'll just fucking kill you. Um, so, you know, you know these guys really well. Um, you and Yennefer kind of dress up to go to this kind of, like, Viking funeral party. So, now that the old king is dead, uh, part of a big part of this is that they have to kind of declare on who the new, like, king is going to be. Right. So... Um, you kind of get involved in the island politics here a little bit. Basically, they're they're made up kind of like Vikings. They're made up of clans, so each clan controls like a clan hold, and then they elect a high king to kind of make sure that the clans aren't constantly at war with each other like they were in the past. It's basically throughout history, like these Vikings are just constantly killing each other, and that's why they're so tough. And then at a certain point, they realize like, oh, we can just go kill these weak people and take all their shit. Because that's how that works. Right. So yeah. they, like, you know, they formed the high kingship that, like, rules everybody and the clans don't battle anymore, blah, blah, blah. But it's still very political on the islands. So um, they kind of get into some more of the, um, you know, you are, like, you basically see everybody that could become king. So immediately, you know, at this party, which is on... Um, the uh, the castle, which is like this really awesome, like insanely defensible location, right? Yeah, it's kind of like high. It's like yeah, it's a very super. High you have to castle. like climb these like cliffs to get up to the castle. It's like this thing is un like siegeable. Like yeah. there was no way you could ever take this cat. You would just have to starve them out because there's no way you're going to be able to invade and take it over. But yeah, it is really cool that there's. It's just, it's really dope. Yeah. Like the 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 setting's cool and what's kind of happening is really cool. There's a lot of different people that are in. Um, like jockeying for this position, and you yeah, see I mean, them all making like like big dick moves. They're all right. trying to like like oh this is why this guy's a piece of shit and why you know he would fail. Ultimately, yeah. I'm going to become king anyway. Right. So um, you kind of ask, uh, you know, you show up and people are like drinking and there's like some fist fighting going on as normal. Yeah. It's a and problem. then they have a thing that's like okay, or we're going to have to decide. The clans are going to have to come together and figure out who's going to be our new king. And then they have a scene where like everybody goes and if you're, if you want to be considered to take over, you kind of go and drop your weapon on this table. Yeah. Right? Cause right. you're like, you're disarming yourself. So you're saying, Hey, I'm at your guys's mercy. And then also identifying yourself. Like this is what I use. Like, you know, somebody will go drop off an ax and it's like, I'm a ferocious warrior and somebody will go drop off you know, an arrow, and it's like, I'm a, you know, a cunning, surveillant, you know, I'm, I'm a very perceptive, you know, archer. And then mm -hmm. another guy will drop off a sword. I'm, you know, I'm balanced, I'm intelligent, uh, I'm, a, I'm a part of our best smithing, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like I'm very like well-rounded. Right. Yeah. So, um, again, really cool thing, I'm super into the Islanders. Yeah. So, um... You know, you kind of ask your old buddy, Krakon Crate, who's this, like, you know, well-regarded Viking dude. You're like, hey, are you going to go for it? And he's like, no, I'm too old now. I could probably get the support if I wanted to, but I have rivals. They're not going to respect me. You, people already know where I stand. We need somebody new, you know? Right. So, um, the former queen, uh, King Bran's wife, who is actually, I believe she's, like, Nilfgaardian or something. She's a foreigner. Um, and she was like a political marriage, um, so that the uh, King Bran wouldn't have to go to war against some asshole. Um, her son is the first one to go drop his sword up 
on the table. So um, the the former king's son. Son. Yep. Uh, who is? Let me see if I can find it. His name is Svanriga Bran. Um, and the other people who kind of put themselves forward is uh, Blue Boy Lugos, who is the son of the guy called Madman Lugos, who's insanely cool. At one point, you visit him and you go, "So why do they call you Madman?" And he just replies by going, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so cool." Which is exactly what I do. Yeah. Um, so Blue Boy Lugos puts his shit up there. Um, Hjallborn, son of Holger, who's like a really powerful, uh, like, axe-wielding, like, marauder. He's like a really good sailor. Mm-hmm. Um, Atrig on Hindar, who's like a, kind of an older guy, but he's like known to be really smart. Um, and then uh, the two children of Krakon Kray, um, which is uh, Hjalmar, who's like just a very typical, like, red-headed Viking. Yeah, he's not. Um, was he not there? Is he the one? He's that, like on a quest. Yeah, and and his father put his axe in the pile. Right, right. And then um, the other person being his daughter, which kind of causes a bunch of people to gasp because yeah. they traditionally have kings. Uh, Ceres, who she's insanely dope. I love her. Yeah. So um, you know, everybody kind of puts their shit up. You kind of. Um, there's, like, a thing where you can choose to participate in this, like, race. Like, if... They, yeah. Like, the Islanders have a bunch of, like, trials that they do. It's not, like, a thing that you have to do to become king or anything. But it's something that they do to, like, earn, like, fame and fortune. It's like, hey, I ran up Dick Hare, Dick Hare Mountain in only five minutes or whatever. You know what I mean? Just shy of two Dick Hairs. Uh, so. Just shy of two Dick Hairs. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll be up there in a wiggle <laughs> of a Dick Hair. <laughs> in a wiggle and a rattle. So, um, you know, there's a whole, there's a bunch of different things you can do where you like talk to different people and kind of get their opinion on who should rule and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you go this, like Yennefer's like, Hey, uh, there's actually something here that I want. So while everybody's busy, why don't we go check that out? So you go and, um, kind of bust into the Druids like personal area (laughs) and, uh, you go and like steal this ancient artifact called the mask of Ouroboros. Which is said to be able to see into the past. Um, but it's like, it's just a highly cursed item that nobody's supposed to touch. <laughs> right. So, um, you take that, um, you kind of head back up, and there's like, screaming, and like, bad shit going on, as you kind of head up the stairs, and it, there's like this, like, bear attack going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, like, there's, like, these, like, four bears that are just, like, killing everybody, right? It's like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on here? And, um... God damn! You, like, kill the bears, and then you, you know, all the, uh... The, uh... The old, like, Jarls that are there are like... Dude, crack on crate, this is your fucking house. A bunch of our kids just got killed. Like, all of the kids that were not, um... Uh... Throwing the, their dick uh, in the ring to become... Yeah, basically everybody except for Croc's two kids and the former prince, the son of the former king, are dead. Right. And it's like, dude, this was fucking strategic. Like, this was an elimination. You know what I mean? So, um, you do some investigation and you eventually find out whatever. That comes into play later. Yep. So, I'll, I'll mention it as it comes up. But, um, so you go with Yennefer. Uh, and then also Croc... 
asks you. So basically, after this, you know, Hjalmar's off doing his thing, but Saris was there. So she's like, I want to prove to the people that I didn't, like, kill their sons to, like, remove the competition. I'm going to go do a quest to help out one of our main rivals, right? Mm-hmm. So as they leave, you know, Croc is like, hey, can you help my two kids on their quests? Because not only do I want them to survive, but also, you know, if you help one of them become king or queen, we'll be able to help you a lot more directly, right? Sure. Um, Makes sense. So um, you kind of you get those quests, and I'll talk about those, but the main thing you do is... You follow Yennefer with the Mask of Ouroboros to go to... Basically, they, the reason that they know that Ciri was on the islands was that there was, like, a like a really weird calamity that happened, basically. Like, this wild, like, storm and, like, tornadoes and shit started up in um, the middle of this, like, forest. And, like, the, the, you know, the people in the area, they know that a town was attacked by the wild hunt and shit. So it's like, okay, Ciri was here. So... Um, when you first come up to Yennefer, she's, like, having this big argument with Ermion. And he's like, okay, first of all, I know you hoes broke into my room and took my shit. <laughs> he's like, the Mask of Ouroboros, if it's used, it's said that it'll cause a disaster. And we've already had one fucking disaster here, so don't. Um, and then you, like, you join the conversation, and you're talking, and, and uh, you're like, okay, what what kind of disasters is this thing going to cause? And he's like, oh, well, it does, you know, X, Y, Z. We think it'll cause storms and tornadoes and typhoons and shit. And then you're like, so what? tell me about the mask of Ouroboros or whatever. And he's like, oh, blah, 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 I'm going to tell you about this. All of a sudden, there's like this fucking lightning strike, and everybody looks, and Yennefer's gone. And uh, he's like, what the fuck? And then you, like, look and see this, like, it's, like, rapidly getting dark, and these storm clouds are moving in and shit. And it's like, Yennefer used the damn mask while we were talking. <laughs> We were talking about what not to do with it, and she fucking used it right there. (laughs) So you, like, sprint down and join her, and she's, like, battling these, like, creatures that were, like, responding to the, the, like, violent change in the weather. Right. Um, Insanely funny. And uh, basically, she gives you the mask, and you'll, like, come across these little locations, and you'll put the mask on, and you'll see, like... um, like a shadow of like a couple people doing something. It's very similar to the tower that we were talking about earlier. Um, where it's like, um, uh, Pavel retweeted us. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, where we'll see, um, you know, like sort of like shadowy figures. You can kind of hear like an echoey voice. Um, it's pretty dope. Yeah. But, uh, so you kind of are able to piece together that um, Siri and another person showed up in like a big like cataclysmic blast, right? It's like a very violent teleportation. And then like immediately there's like wild hunt there. Um, brown news bears. Brown news bears. And the wild hunt's kind of like blocking further teleportation. So uh, Siri is... Um, like, the two run, and then they, like, attack a guy. Siri lets out this big blast of magic that knocks a bunch of dudes back. Um, a tree falls on somebody. That's cool. And uh, basically, they just kind of uh, dash off. And uh, let me see. They, um, yeah, they, the two, uh, so the, the other one opens a portal, and the two run through. So... Um, you're like, okay, who's this ally? This must be that weird, like, elf friend that we, like, looked at the lab of and everything that was with Siri. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you go to this village that was destroyed by the wild hunt and um it's like okay let's see what exactly the fuck's going on here uh so you guys like team up go to this village and like when you walk into the village there's like a bunch of fresh graves and like it's just like a bunch of women and there's like a couple old men uh, like everybody's crying and it's like oh shit and you can just see that the town's completely fucked <laughs> and it's like yeah we were attacked by the fucking like out of nowhere these dudes in like full plate armor and like weapons and they looked like a death metal band like killed all the men <laughs> uh like they just completely killed everybody in the village that came out so to, like, i don't confront them i don't mean to interrupt but i am looking for some new music what kind of sound did they have uh, would have been like the a, most uns- insensitive. It's thing very, it's very frosty. You know, it's kind of chunky. Um, it's called frostpunk. Damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're like a frostpunk ska band. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny if it's like, <laughs> if if their whole thing is like really jazzy and shit. But they're, like, these, like, death metal, like, ice gods. Yeah. That's good. So, uh, you go back to this village, like I said. The women are like, okay, fuck this. And you're like, wait a minute. Did, like, a young, like, white-haired girl come through here? Because that's who the Wild Hunt was after. And they're like, yeah, she did. And it's like, she was seen with, like, Craven. And you're like, who's Craven? And they're like, well, he used to be a guy in our village. But he didn't fight. Like, he didn't confront the wild hunt he hid and let all the rest of our warriors die so he is we're like completely removing him from our history and he's just craven to us now right oh so you mean he survived yeah they're they're like okay he survived because he was a coward which you find out is not true but you know we'll see so they're like okay so he wanted to redeem himself so he went to our like sacred grove to confront this like werewolf that lives there and you're like, okay, this is fucking complicated. <laughs> and uh, basically there's this dude that's there who used to be a raider that like killed all these women at this temple. And he was cursed for doing that. So he became a werewolf that cannot uh, experience any joy or die. So you're like, cool, that's lovely. Yeah, good times. So you go to check that shit out, right? So basically the guy called Craven, who you don't know who he is because nobody will tell you what his name was um so it's like you you make your way over to the grove or whatever um you show up you see this werewolf guy mork varg very good name um you have to like kill him but he doesn't permanently die it just makes him like wait for a while until he comes back um there's a whole quest line where you like purify and like figure out why he's cursed kill him permanently like free him from having to live as an as a uh, not a vampire a werewolf that cannot like when he eats the things in his mouth just turn into ash so he's like constantly starving he's constantly thirsty he's just in this intense state of suffering right right um and he looks like shit like he, oh, he looks, looks like, like a pure ass. ass werewolf yeah and he's like constantly getting like captured by gangs of hunters and shit and then he has to like chew his own leg off to escape like, just a ton of lame shit like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you kind of, you deal with him, and you're able to get down into this pit while he's, like, incapacitated, his, like, little, basically his main lair, and you recover the body of the dude that they call Craven, right? 
So you're like, well, bad news, Yen. He's fucking dead and completely useless to us. And Yennefer's like, well, hold on. Wait a minute now. That's actually not true. Uh, so it turns out I illegally studied necromancy. <laughs> and you're like, uh, booey. So now she decides that she's going to... Yeah, she's going to do like some basically some Hellboy shit and like temporarily force his body to come back alive and tell you what he knows. Uh, and to do that, she has to like drain massive amounts of life force. So she's like, I'll just permanently ruin these people's sacred grove. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. So this is burned down. What else can happen? Yeah, she like absorbs the life out of the like sacred tree that is the heart of their village or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Uh, witchers are here to help everybody <laughs> don't worry about it yeah, we'll just destroy you your fucking world over and over again and she like reanimates him and it's so cool because like he like hates it <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like clearly he's like uh I'm supposed to be dead and like she like forces his like soul back into his body temporarily and shit and he's like in intense pain and suffering and he's in a dead body which is still rotting it's very good yeah so yeah. um She's like, are you the one that they call Craven? And he's like, no, please don't call me that. I'm Skjall, you know? And he's like, I, I didn't hide. I didn't stay away from the fight. I fought, you know? I just yeah. had to save Siri. And you're like, hold on. So it goes into this flashback. And basically, um, this Skjall is like a nice young man in cell, just doing his thing, catching like crabs on the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, all of a sudden there's like this big flash of light and like a figure or like somebody like falls into the water and he's like what the whole fuck and then this like dude in like these big robes and he has like this face mask walks up and he's like holding in his arms uh, Siri who's passed out and uh, Skjall like takes him back to the village um the, the guy, like, stays away. Like, he doesn't want to be part of the village or whatever. He just kind of chills out in, like, a tent outside the village. And they kind of... Uh, Skjall and his sister, and I believe their mom's there, are kind of nursing Siri back to health. So, you know, within, like, a day or two, Siri wakes up. She's all banded. She kind of talks to Skjall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Skjall leaves to go do something. She's like, oh, I'm trying to get somewhere. Like, I need to go to this place. Um... And Skell's like, okay, I'll get the horses ready. And he leaves. And the sister's like, you know, he's been sitting by your bedside, like, constantly since you got here. Like, I think he has a crush on you. And she's like, okay, let's go jump in the hot tub. Because, like, you know, it'll be a good way to kind of, like, warm yourself up and get ready to go. Make you feel better or whatever. Good for wounds. Sure. And uh, it's like, sure. So you pop them titties out. Jump in the hot tub. Bink. Um, bink, bink. So you, like, kind of chill out and talk to the women, and you learn a little bit about their life, right? Which is, you know, this is just setting you up for the punch down. (laughs) Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we never see strangers around here. It's not a good place to visit. You know, we don't really do a lot. We just have these nice hot springs. Love to hang out. We get very religious, whatever. And um, they kind of just, like, bag on skull for 45 minutes, which is funny. (laughs) Someone's got to. He's had it too good for too long. Yeah. Fuck you, skull. So, um, you do your hot spring thing, take a shot of tequila on the way out, nothing wrong with that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. And, um, you, like, go get dressed, get ready to head out. You walk over to, uh, the stables, and you're in there with Skull, and you kind of have an opportunity to, to, like, like, be nice to him, basically. 
where it's like, uh, hey, your sister said you had a crush on me. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? I told him not to talk about me, dude. They're talking behind my back. What the fuck, man? And uh, you can, like, choose to, like, give him a kiss or whatever. I do want to point out, hold on, time out, in this yep. walkthrough that we're watching. Yeah. They skipped over the whole hot, getting in the hot tub part. Interesting. I wonder if he thought he would be taken down. I mean, it does show nudity. That's true. Well, I mean, you can get around that, though. I mean, he obviously yeah. edited the video. Offensive, right. though. But they did show uh, girl. Kind of, when are we finally going to be in a... Well, not completely new, but it didn't hang dong, but... Unfortunately, we don't see dong. Yeah, I, I do actually... I, I have you know, a problem. I've come around that. on that one a lot where, like, oh, well, they're like women's breasts and men's breasts are different. Like, it's okay for men to show theirs and women not to show theirs. And I, I've definitely come around on that where I'm now like, hey, dude, a titty's a titty. Like, I don't really give a shit. Like, people should be topless if they want. I don't really care. Sure. I don't like, have a problem with it. I definitely don't have a problem I'm with si- it. Let's I'm get this wet seeing- t-shirt contest going. I'm sick of seeing these man titties that are bigger than women titties. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to wear a bra, and they're allowed to slop them out in public. Mm-hmm. Also, men, you can get breast cancer, too. you got to keep those titties safe. It's it, it, it's offensive. Yeah. I'm offended right now. So, um, you know, you have this, this opportunity to, like, give him a little kiss or whatever, which, you know, will be the last comfort he probably ever has in his life. Yeah. I always give him the kiss. Uh, I think canonically, Siri's gay. Uh, not 100. She might be bisexual, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I she's, think that's the route that I that I is, assumed. Yeah, she's primarily with women, but I mean, if you're a woman and you're smart, you would primarily be with women, right? If you could choose your sexuality, everybody would date hot chicks only. <laughs> so, hundred percent understandable. Uh, I mean, cucumbers exist, right? We don't really need men. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Got to put a condom on it, bitch. That shit will fuck you up if it goes in raw. So, <clears throat> adult um, content. Uh, <laughs> basically, like you're, you have this little moment with Skull or whatever you can say, you know, whatever you choose, and then all of a sudden, there's like snowflakes in the air, and it's like, oh fuck, and then you like hear like screaming and shit, and run outside, and the Wild Hunt is just fully teleporting and killing people, right? Yes, and uh, sir. so, so you like leap on that horse, get the fuck out of there, bodybuilding horse, by the way, bodybuilding, um, big boy. Yeah. And you just have to, like, like get the fuck out of there. You're, like, uh, you well, you first join the combat, and then Skjall, like, rolls up next to you on horseback with the second horse, and he's, like, get on! And uh, he, like, leads you out toward where the other guy is, which you discover that he is called Avalok. Mm-hmm. Um, the mask, like, mask guy, right? Right, the other guy that was with Siri that refuses to hang out with people because he thinks they suck. Uh-huh. Big mood. Um... He is, you know, he's like, I'll take you to where your friend is. Let's go. And you both, like, get on a horse. Get the fuck out of there. Um, right all the way up. And you get to, like, Avalok's little camp. And he is, like, off, like, over by the water, like, in a boat. Getting ready to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And so you, like, dash over. Leap in the boat. And then Skull is, like, the boat starts to take off. And Skull is, like, left behind on the shore. And he just, like, pulls out a sword. And it's, like, another minute where, like, you see this develop with Siri where, like, she has these powers where she can just, like, fuck off if shit's getting hairy. Yeah. But she can't always take her friends, right? Yeah. Like, uh, because her power is, like, an innate power based on her bloodline or whatever, she can't, like, double jump with somebody. Like, she has to leave people behind. So it's, like, in her mind, she's, like, okay, yet again, I had to leave Dandelion behind. He got fucked up. 
I have to leave Skjall behind. He gets fucked up. Like, this this can't continue. I'm getting other people killed for me for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, she's, like, super distressed. Avalok's like, he's just a man. We have to go. Like, you're more important than this. You know? And, um... The two are in the boat heading out. Skjall just gets instantly knocked out by a wild hunt rider. Yeah, he just cleaves him right in the back. Well, he just, like, puts his ass straight to bed. <laughs> and uh, the two are in the boat, and it's, like, sailing. And he kind of uh, looks up and sees, um, like, just there's, like, this crazy, like, explosion over the boat or something. Um. I'm kind of, like, watching as the cutscene takes place to remind myself a little bit over here. Yeah, I think he, like... I know he puts up, like, a light orb. Yeah, he, like... Like, Avalox casts some kind of spell. Yeah. Um. So, uh, some crazy shit happens. The next day, Skull wakes up. Very lucky. Um, he wakes up, and there's just, like, debris of, like, crashed, like, boat shit. And he kind of looks around, and there's, like, this little creepy troll goblin-looking thing. And he recognizes... Yeah, he recognizes the little creature. uh, Well, he doesn't recognize, but you, as the player, recognize... Dude, that's that little fucking thing that came in at the end of the Baron quest. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, meanwhile, let me talk about Skell a little bit. Like, the necromantic thing of him being back is, like, so dope. He's, like, clearly in extreme pain. He's, like stuttering his voice is like sounds like it's coming from really far away and like it sounds like it's on like the fucking school announcements yeah it's like it's like if you could imagine a coherent zombie that has full like memory knowledge of of what has happened previous life and he can feel the pain that's happening right and the way that you get him to do things so like when she first brings him back he's just like hey let me die (laughs) yeah like I'm supposed to be dead, and she's like, she's like, tell me what happened, and he's like, no, and and she's like, dude, you're telling me what happened to Siri, and it's like, you know, Geralt's like, hey, let's be nice to him, and she's like, we don't have time for this, yeah, so she's just like torturing his ass, right? Pretty much, yeah. And uh, at the end, it's, I mean, like, I feel really bad for Skill, which is why I always kiss him with Siri, because just to give him one little half nut before he goes, you know. I mean, yeah, the the dude pretty much had. His complete life sucks. Yeah, his, his <laughs> like whole it's just life, all bad. Yeah, even to the end, he was tortured. Yeah. Even after the end, yeah. So it's like, you know, at the end, he's like, he's like, tell the people, tell them my name, tell them I didn't, I, I wasn't a coward, you know, which is just yeah. sad. And she just lets him go. He just slumps back on the ground, a dead body again. And it's like we still don't know where the fuck Siri is, like. That little gremlin thing might be Siri. We don't know, like, we don't know anything about this shit, right? Uh-huh. So, everybody's pissed off. Um, and then you kind of, like, you know, Yennefer's like, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This is bullshit. So, um, you you can go seek out a Jarl Donar, who's the oldest Jarl. So, he's, like, sort of seen as the head of the, like, Council of Clans, basically. Uh, Clash of Clans. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that little gremlin thing. Um, We ended up giving him to this merchant guy who was going to Novigrad, but we don't really know anything else about it. Then you can go on. So there's another quest for Yennefer, which you want to do if you're in a romance with Yennefer, which Mm -hmm. I think is the, uh, you know, canonical. Canonical way to play, yeah. 
Um, so basically in the past, which is what one of the earliest Witcher um, sort of uh, like short stories was called The Last Wish. And the first collection of stor- short stories is called The Last Wish. And it's when basically uh, Geralt and Yennefer were a lot younger. Um, they had been kind of having this like passionate fuck fest. And um, Yennefer is able to track down that there's like a genie somewhere. And like genies are like insanely powerful tools for sorcerers to use. So some idiot like summoned this genie and it completely fucking destroyed this town or whatever. And um, you go through all this shit and you're like battling and like uh, you have to like get past this like they're like crazy elementally powerful and they have the ability to do these like three wishes. Um, so the, the original owner is dead because the genie fucking killed him because they hate to be told what to do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's Will Smith, and he just completely kills this dude. Like, they'll be like, it, what they do is they try to trick you with your wishes, right? So if right. you're like, I wish I had a, I wish I had a thousand pounds of gold, it'll like materialize above you and fall on you and crush you to death. Yeah, like you they do shit very, like that all the time. They have you yeah. have to be very specific, right? And um, and they still find a way to fuck you. And they still find a way to fuck you. Usually, like if you're really specific, they'll just like kill you and then be like, hi, I don't have to answer your last wish. <laughs> So, you go through all this shit, and eventually Geralt, like, gets to the genie, but it can't be dispelled, because it's been activated by the first two wishes. So, it has a third wish that has to be, like, the the genie has to perform its third wish before it can, like, be resealed back in its object, right? Right. So, um, it's just generally fucking shit up, and Geralt, like, is able to get a hold of the seal, which is not always a lamp, but it can be, I guess. Right. It can be anything. Like, it's some kind of sacred object, right? Um, so, you know, in, in the short story, uh, Geralt gets a hold of this object, and he says, okay, here's the third wish. I wish that me and Yennefer's uh, life would be tied together forever, right? Or, like, our destinies, our fate, or whatever, are tied together forever. So, because, like, Yennefer gets really pissed off at either of this because it's very controlling. Um, and ultimately, like in this quest you find out there's another genie and yes of course you find out that there is a third wish um so you battle another genie on this like boat that's on top of a mountain because they got attacked by raiders and the owner said i wish we were someplace else anywhere even on top of a mountain so it like that's teleports right the boat like the boat gets sheared in half and then it just gets dropped on this fucking mountain and, like, very cataclysm- cataclysmically. So the fucking dude gets hit with a bookcase and it just completely decks him and he dies. <laughs> very good. So this genie's just fucking shit up on this mountaintop for all eternity until somebody makes him cast his third wish, right? Right. So, um, you guys eventually, like, track it down. You get to the boat. You see how the guy died. The genie shows up, starts whipping your ass. Um, and Yennefer captures it and she's like... She's like, you never, you never finished your final wish. We can battle like this forever, or you can grant me the third wish, and I'll let you go. So the genie's like, all right, I'll take that option. So she goes, destroy the previous wish that is on me. I want you to break the last wish that a genie cast on me. And it does it, and then she frees it. So then her and Geralt kind of go sit down on the side of the boat on the top of this mountain. It's so fucking cool looking. And... It's like, he's like, so why did you make that wish? And she's like, Gerald, do we actually love each other? 
or are we being controlled by magic you know like what if we what if we're not even actually what if we're not good together like what if we're not meant to be together and we're only we only run into each other over and over like this because of that spell right Right. and Geralt's like okay I get it and they're kind of quiet for a minute and he's like does it feel any different now and she's kind of quiet and she's like actually I feel like everything's exactly the same I think she makes a yeah she makes a joke about a vertigo yeah so then you go fuck on a unicorn which is pretty cool um, <laughs> uh, is, is, is that where this happens? That actually happens earlier, but I didn't mention it, so I had oh, to get okay. that bad boy in there. I thought this was. I thought. The, I thought the time was now. The time is now. Yeah. So this is the chance too, where you have where you can like call off and like basically this is each character that you can romance. There's a moment where you can be like, this is the time when I'm committing to this romance option, right? Right. And this is that moment for Geralt. Um, but yeah, basically it's like, hey, actually we just love each other and like let's go fuck on the unicorn. So um, there's also the two quests for the the uh, children of Crack on Crate. Mm-hmm. So um, his son Hjalmar went to this island that's been kind of fucked up by this giant, and he like killed the whole clan of people that live there. There's a bunch of weird shit going on. So um, Hjalmar went there with the whole like ass kicker squad. And when you show up, like, pretty much everybody's dead. So, um, you kind of, you're, like, hunting after the trail of them because there's, like, all these dead dudes everywhere. They kept getting on, like, these firefights in the middle of the night and everything. So, you're, like, kind of tracking, like, oh, okay, they were, like, firing arrows and they ran this way and blah, blah, blah. It's very cool. Um, you find this dude that was, like, captured and he's inside this, like, giant boat. Like, this huge boat. Like, a, not a normal... Like, you've been on, like, galleons and shit. This is massive, right? Right. Basically, the giant has captured a, like, boatsmith. And he's making him make the giant a boat. So, this is, like, the most intelligent giant. Right? Because right. normally, they're like, Oh, I like to eat dwarves. And that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this one's, like, trying to conquer <laughs> the fucking islands. So, uh, eventually, you track down this archer... Um, I forget what his name is, but uh, you track this guy down, um, Folan. He's about to be eaten by some trolls, which is very funny. Um, they like have him naked in a pot. It's very good. <laughs> uh, so you kind of team up with him, and he's like, "Hey, I think I can take you to where Hjalmar and the other people are because I know where they were going. I got separated in this nighttime attack. Blah blah blah, whatever." So you run around, figure out Hjalmar is basically the only other surviving dude. You guys squat up and go into the giant's lair. There's one other guy that's, like, trapped in a cage in there that the giant's going to eat later. And that guy's, like, he's, like, when he sees you, he's, like, hey, hey, guys, let me out. Because the giant's, like, sleeping nearby. Or he's, like, doing something. He's, like, not paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Hjalmar's, like, okay, this dude is known to be fully batshit insane. So we might want to leave him in the cage. Uh, this is a very good um, kind of choice because you actually... This kind of precipitates the, like, major story-changing decisions you're going to have to make in Act 2 and Act 3. Um, so, basically, the way that you influence the end of the game is not only the quest that you do, but it's also, um, I guess, the way that you kind of treat Siri Because she's going to have to make some 
major choices on her own when Geralt's not there to help. Right. And the way that you allow her to make those choices and the, the things that you tell her ahead of time are going to change what she does. So we'll kind of talk about that more when we get to Act 3 in the next episode. But uh, basically this guy, like... Um, I'm trying to find exactly what it is. But basically, like, if you free uh, this dude that's in the cage, which is called Viggy. He's known as Viggy the Loon because he's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, if you free him, he helps you fight and survives. If you don't, then when you're, like, approaching the giant silently, he's in the cage and he just starts yelling. He's like, let me out, let me out, let me out. And the giant's like, what the fuck? Right. So the giant, like, throws this, like, fucking boat anchor into the cage and, like, instantly kills the guy. <laughs> fucking idiot. And then he just fully whips your ass. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, if you free the guy, he, like, immediately charges at the giant. So it's funny either way. Yeah. But, uh, um, basically you, uh, you know, you've, you've completed defeating this giant that, like, fucking ruined this clan's life and everything. So then you head off to go help Ceres who um she's trying to like solve a curse basically so one of the other jarls who's like an ancient uh rival of uh the the Ancrate family mm-hmm. um he's like sort of seen as being insane like he like has visions and like things in his head tell him what to do and shit so um he basically thinks that he's being haunted by his brother who died in a, like an accident when they were both children. And to resolve this, you have to go up to the family's old house that's like way up on the top of this mountain and try to like figure out what happened. So there's like this whole thing where it's like, uh, okay, he's probably just crazy, right? And then you go do the shit at the house and you're like, oh no, there's something magical here. Like there's some kind of creature involved with this. Yeah, you this find mission out that- was spooky as shit too. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's definitely a really good one. Like, when you get to this house, there's, like, sounds of doors opening and closing. You'll see, like, shadows move and shit. Yeah. Um, it's a little horror-esque, especially the ending, because basically this uh, creature that's haunting him is this... It's like a shade that, like, attaches to people who are guilty. Because you find out that he basically... Uh, he was the older brother, but his brother was like not insane so the dad was going to choose the younger brother to take over the clan because he was basically just better in every way right so the older brother's like nah fuck that so they went on a fishing trip and his brother accidentally fell in and died right accidentally accidentally so I repeat um, accidentally <laughs> it's completely accident so basically this demon like latches on to people who are guilty and just like makes their life shitty mm-hmm. so like while you're there he's like um He's like, oh, well, uh, you know, the demons told me to go cut my fucking pinky finger off, so I did. And it's like, okay, this is bad. I think he takes an eye out at one point. He's like, they said they wanted my eye. It's like, cool. It's a very normal dude. Yeah, that's fine. So you're like, we gotta get this fucking demon out of this dude, like, prontos. So the only way to do it is we have to... Someone has to show genuine guilt and remorse for something that's worse than what the guy did to his brother because then the demon would rather feed on them right but the person has to feel genuine guilt and remorse so it's like you can't just be like um 
oh no, I uh, masturbated once in uh, my chemistry class and I came into the beaker and then my friend tested it. The, like, it has to be, like, legit, like, the profound. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you came in in beaker. In one of the <laughs> So, that's why his hair's like that. So, um, yeah, that's not you know, it's like, it's like, you know, the, the person can't be in on it. Like, they have to feel real guilt. Yeah. Right? So, Saris is like, okay, I have an idea, but I obviously can't tell you anything about it. So, you're just gonna have to trust me and listen to me. Right? So... You're just, like, chilling out at the house. You're waiting for her to come back. All of a sudden, she, like... It's, like, you know, hour later or whatever. She, like, comes sprinting into the house. And you hear, like, shouting, like, troops. And, like, you know, the people drawing swords and shit. And you hear the Jarl... Uh, is it Jarl Udelrich? Lord. Yeah, Udelrich. So he's, like... He's, like, no, no, wait, come back! And Saris, like, runs in to the room. And she's holding his, like, baby son. Right? So she tosses you the baby, and uh, the Jarl, like, comes into the room, and you're standing there holding the baby, and the, uh, the, like, fireplace, which is also, like, a, sort of, like, a, almost like a boiler, I guess, uh-huh. um, that, like, heated the house is, like, it's burning, little grate is open on it, you know, and Saris, like, draws her sword, and he's like, give me my son back, Witcher. And then you're, and uh, Saris looks at you and says, "Throw the baby in the oven." So you just like toss the fucking baby in the oven, and like it's so good because the Jarl's like, "No!" and he's like screaming, and he like runs up and he's like slamming his hands on the oven trying to open it, but it's like scorching hot, so it's like blistering his fingers. And uh, all the troops are just like looking at each other, like, "Who could fucking do this to a baby, dude?" And Saris walks out of the room that is directly, like, the main, like, the master bedroom, basically, that was right behind where the oven was. Mm-hmm. And she has the baby. And it's alive. And it's like, you know, she goes, uh, well, you know, I noticed that these two were directly connected, and it was designed so that you could, like, pass stuff through to the main room. It's like a servant could hand something through. So I knew that the baby wouldn't be hurt if I was there to catch it on the other side. So... Uh, Jarl Uderich's like he's like what and then you see this like shadow detach off of him and like move over behind Geralt it's like this like it's really creepy it like teleports really fast it's like super fucked up mm-hmm. and when it realizes that the baby's alive this like shadow behind Geralt's kind of like clutching its head and it's like screeching and then it just kind of blows away into dust and it's like well we dealt with that demon tricked them Damn near shit them. You do. You have to trick demons. That's what you got to do. You got to trick. Demons always be tricky as shit. They're like, hey, you want to be rich and famous? All you got to do is get raped by Harvey Weinstein. You got to trick the tricksters. So you got to trick the trickster. Sorry, that one was a little too real, folks. (laughs) My apologies. Yeah, that was a little real. You brought it right back. I didn't even think about it until (laughs) after it was done. uh, Yeah, I know. Well, so um, So. yeah, with this, uh, you've helped both of the both of the. kids on the quest so like Hjalmar gains the support of whatever clan it is that was like fucked up by this giant right right um Saris gains the support of uh clan Udelrich um for like saving the king and allowing him or the uh the uh chief and allowing him to not be fully insane all the time 
So, and also, more importantly, not only do they, each of those two have, you know, fealty to one of the two kids, but also directly to Geralt. So, you head back to go to the big King's Gambit, and you're basically able to figure out here, um, along with the other shit that you're doing, you find out with the shit with the bears. Yeah. Basically, there was some kind of magical, like, mushroom shit that was added to make people into berserkers where these berserker warriors turn into bears. But it was not a normal... Like, sometimes there are people that can just do that, and it's, like, part of their shit. Right. Um, in this case, they were forced to do it against their will, so the bear becomes basically insane. Um, and the, obviously, you know, the food was prepared by the Ancrate clan, so you're, like, looking into it, and you're like, okay, dude, you're my, like, friend from a long time ago. We've always been friends or whatever. But, like... Your fucking people made this shit that caused these guys to turn into bears, and your kids were basically the only survivors, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you are kind of doing some more research, asking around with some more people, and you essentially figure out that um, the former queen, it was actually her people that caused the like bear transformation to happen. Um, she basically thinks that the islands should stop having uh, these like kings shouldn't be voted on because her idea is that basically it'll make the king weaker because he ha he like owes shit to other people so he will like have to back down on his own beliefs to kind of make sure that he can keep the support of the clans because they can just choose to not have a king at any time like the clans if enough clans get together and they can just be like you're not the high king anymore Right. Um, which obviously like kind of fucks with your shit a little bit when that happens. So she's like, you know, traditional kings have the ability to like, they can do whatever they want. Like you can't just tell the king like, uh, Hey, you suck. I didn't vote for him. You know what I mean? Right. Like you just have to do what the king says because he's the fucking king. <laughs> so she thinks that makes them more powerful. And then basically the king can do unpopular shit because he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected. Right. So, uh, she was trying to get all the other people killed so that her son was the only main option. So, of course, everybody's like, uh, hey, let me have her. I'll fucking kill this bitch. And God, you, kind of, you kind of tell what happened. You know, you share the details and it's like the, the threat and everything. And then Birna Bran is like, uh, I didn't do it and you don't have any evidence, so fuck you. And then the fucking son, like, turns to his mom and he's like, Mom, you told me not to be in the room when the wine was served. And she's like, uh, it's time to shut the fuck up. And he's like, why did you tell me not to be there? And all the, like, clan leaders are all just, like, staring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these dudes who just watched their fucking sons get killed. You know what I mean? And he kind of, like, turns away from his mom and stands with the other clan heads. And he's like, why'd you do it? It's, like, so brutal. Yeah. And then she, 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 like, lays out her case. She's like, a king is more powerful if he's a king by blood and not a king by people's vote. You know what I mean? So this, this bitch is fully fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what exactly what they do to her, but it's GG. not good. Yeah. So, uh, GG, bitch. And uh, better luck next time. It's been so, that's, so now it's between Hjalmar and Saris, right? Basically, there's nobody else really in the running. 
Um, and it's up to you as, like, basically everybody, like, half of the clans are like, hey, we'd like Saris. The other half's like, hey, we'd like Kjalmar. Um, it's up to you to kind of make the choice. Uh, the, like, smarter clans, so, like, the the old man, like, leader of the council or whatever, he, uh-huh. like, the people that are more strategic and crafty or whatever, they're kind of like, hey, I think we should go with Saris because she's got some new ideas. Um, progressive. You know, she's, yeah. she's progressive. She has a lot of allies because she was... She, like, did some schooling on the continent and shit. Um, she was originally planned to be, like, she would get married off to some king to kind of secure an alliance or whatever. But that just ended up not happening because of her the, like, of personality. <laughs> uh, her, yeah, she's very much, like, brave, right? Yeah. How can you not love her? She's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, you know, she's, like, crafty, intelligent, educated, um... And, and that's then, not uh, exactly what a king is looking for in a queen. Correct. And then also, the like more warlike people, they support Hjalmar because, okay, first of all, she like helped cure a dude's mental illness or whatever. This dude fucking killed a giant that completely annihilated a, a clan and was becoming like territorial. And to be fair, right? you're just like, okay, hold on, he helped kill. Okay, I killed the giant. I Everybody killed else the watched, giant. Like, fucking, this is dandelion all over again. God While damn. I was up on its back, stabbing it in the back of the head, he yeah, just really. took a swipe at its gut with a sword. I stabbed it in the brain 46 times. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, yeah, he's um, the guy who t- got the last shot on the enemy. And wasn't even the last shot. Plan. Yeah. Well, My sword was still in his brain that's when he true. fucking fell down. So, first of all... How long does the shot go on once... Once the stab question. Do you have to pull the sword out? To, yeah. Sword in the stone, bitch. Yep. So, um, and obviously, like, Hjalmar is, like, you know, the two kind of lay out their case. Like, Saris is, like, I'm going to build alliances and make Skellige somewhere that's everlasting. That we don't have to worry about, hey, who are we going to scavenge next, right? right? We don't have to worry about Nilfgaard invading us and taking us over because we're going to be this intelligent, independent, you know, nation. Right, right. Uh, and then... Um, Hjalmar is like, you know what? The Nilfgaard can straight up suck my dick. We're going to build the largest fleet our fucking country has ever known and roll out and just fully fucking kill anybody that ever crosses us again. Also a plan. Also a plan that I've heard today. Right. And like, honestly, it's one of those things again, where as the Witcher, you're kind of faced with this choice. Like is so like the thing that will be better for Skellige is not necessarily better for you. Right. Like, it would be better for you if you have this dude with, like, a massive war fleet that is willing to throw a thousand bodies at the ground. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, obviously, it's better for the country of Skellige to be led by someone a little more crafty. Right? Because, like, they're going to lose a generation of warriors if they just go on the full-out assault. And they even they can't beat Nilfgaard. Like, the reason that Nilfgaard hasn't really moved on the islands is because there's not really anything there that they want right if they become a constant bee in their side like just constantly stinging them with these raids Nilfgaard is going to turn their full attention and completely fucking obliterate these islands you know what I mean which is what they're doing to the north by the way like the north is absolutely losing right right um so you decide who takes over I think it should be Saris Yep. And um, I also think I'm right, and anybody else in the world can suck my dick. So does this video. Yeah, the, the minority is definitely uh, her brother. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Hjalmar is cool as fuck. No, yeah, he's fine. So, <laughs> I'm going to kind of streamline Act 2, because there's really not a lot of side quests. Um, 
So I'll just kind of read through some of my uh, artistic prose over here, and I'll be happy to accept uh, an award or a novelization uh, anytime. So Act 2 is basically... Um, we have all the clues that we're going to be able to get. We need to figure out what that little goblin thing is, and then we're going to find Siri, right? Right. So, uh, Uma, which is short for the ugliest man alive, Uma Thurman, huh. uh, is integral to what has happened to Siri. You are able to recover the creature from either the Bloody Baron or the Lieutenant, based on how that story played out. And you proceed back to Caremore in the stronghold of the Wolf School Witchers. That's a tough one. A plan is concocted by the witchers to force Uma to undergo the trial of the long grasses, which, as we've said before, um, it's basically the process you go through to create a witcher. Like, you turn a regular human or elf or whatever kid into a witcher by, like, you give them these herbs that, like, loosen their, like, DNA, basically, and allow them to undergo these powerful mutations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they uh, there's, like, magic involved, like, ancient sealing magic. Um, all kinds of weird shit that turns you into this killing machine. So it's like, if we mutate him with the trial of the long grasses, that will allow his body to resist this curse. Oh yeah, witchers can't be cursed. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. So like... Well, we may have mentioned that in the very first episode. Yeah, I don't know. But So witchers are able to resist a lot of magic and shit. And one of those things is that you can't curse a witcher because they do shit that would get them cursed all the time. <laughs> so basically, if if... Uma, this little troll, can survive the trial of the long grasses, they'll revert to their natural form. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like a very powerful curse that's put on it to turn it into this little lumpy thing. So, and again, you're as you're having this debate, it's like, dude, this thing is, could be Siri. And like, the healthy children that have been training to become witchers have like a 20% chance to survive the trial of the long grasses. This thing is like a 0% chance, right? yeah and then everybody's well. like that might be true but it's the only thing we can do like we have no idea how to how to cure this curse in any other way so like Yennefer you know I, I mean um, you have like uh, Vesemir the old man witcher basically the the witcher daddy who unfortunately was a sword instructor so he doesn't actually know how to make new witchers like he doesn't know how the trial went so like you have to, like, team up with various allies to go gather the ingredients that you need and do a bunch of shit. You get, like, some old Trial of the Long Grasses, like, equipment that was used, which yeah. includes, like, the rack. Like, this big metal rack that you have to cage people into. Um, there's, like, a fucking Iron Maiden and shit. Like, it's very brutal. And um, you get everything all set up, and Yennefer's like, okay, this trial is going to be different because I'm going to be, like using magical aid that normal witchers cannot use, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the witchers can use their signs that are powerful and everything, but they're nothing compared to a sorceress. So, um, she's like, okay, I'm about to really fucking unload this shit so everybody stand back. So you guys start the Trial of the Long Grasses. Um, and little Uma, who's like this, basically like, I don't know what to compare him to. He's like a fucking gremlin or something. Yeah, he... Kind of has, like, a big head, but no neck. It's attached directly to the shoulders with big, yeah. bulging eyes. And he, he has, has really like, long limbs and a little tiny torso. And the torso has, like, a like boils and, like, different... Yeah, he's ugly as fuck, basically. He's really ugly. Yeah. And he, like, just hops around. And he's not... He can't really say anything, but he goes... Uma! Uma-ma! 
if you've ever played a game that has like a troll that has a, like a lot of loot that you have to hit a bunch of times to knock the loot out of it, it's yeah, like, like a that, treasure. He's but, like the treasure goblin in Diablo Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like a little like fucking weird dude. So you start the trial on him, which is fucking brutal because first you like give him some shit that like paralyzes him. Yeah, and then you hit him with like you like put these like lines into him to like inject chemical mixtures that so think about the, the technology of the time that we're using here you're using like a porcupine quill to inject them and shit you know? yeah, yeah we are not using fine level like hypodermic tools this is this is not a clean this is very medieval event this is very bad yeah it's like you got too much blood we got to take your blood out yeah so it's extremely brutal he's like screaming the whole time yennefer is like casting this powerful magic shit on him um, and it takes all night, so it's like fourteen hours of this thing just like screaming in pain. And then he's like unconscious for a while, and Yennefer just stands there. She's basically constantly casting like god level healing spells to like keep his like DNA alive. Yeah, right. Because he's like dying on a molecular molecular level. Molecular. So it's again, like I'm saying, insanely brutal. Yeah. Um. And at the end of the, the the end of this like massive all night fuck sesh, um, he's kind of like morphing and he like shrinks down and is like he regains a normal shape, and you realize that he is Avalok, the elf that was helping Siri. Mm-hmm. So he's like super fucked up, and uh, he's like barely conscious, and he's like kind of looking around, and he's like, Siri, she's Siri's on. Uh, the she's on the shit where is it it's like the Isle of Mist it's like Ciri's on the Isle of Mist she is hiding there because the wild hunt can't find her and he like summons this little orb and like the little ghostly like they call it a firefly because it's just like a little floating light Mm -hmm. and it just kind of takes off and it like shows you the direction to get there so now um you realize that recovering Siri is going to alert the wild hunt to where she is because basically she was sent in like this mystical place to hide her, right? Right. Um, so when you bring her out of there, the wild hunt's going to know where she is right away. Um, it's decided that the witchers will shelter her at Kaer Morin and summon all of their allies in to assist. Uh, basically have like this big... The idea is that they're going to have like a last stand, trick the wild hunt to come when they want them to, uh, keep Siri safe and kill the Wild Hunt's leaders, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you depending on quests and dialogue options and different stuff that you've done throughout the game, different characters are going to be available. So the full list is uh, you can go and talk to the Nilfgaardian Emperor, who you're like, hey, we're going to fight uh, the Wild Hunt and we need an army. And he's like, okay, I'll send my top bitch boy, uh, General uh, Morvan Voorhees. And you're like, yeah, that's not going to... Like, he's like, my general has to be in charge, or I'm not giving you troops. And you're like, okay, then you're not going to help save your daughter's life, so fuck you. Useless piece of shit. Um, interestingly, I never knew this because I fucking killed this bitch. Uh, Lefo, which is the actual assassin of kings from Witcher 2, the yeah. big-ass boy. Um, if he's alive, you can recruit him, and he's, like, insanely helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah so apparently there's a bunch one of, of cool things. shit you can do with that character. Yeah, he's super cool. He has, like, a whole quest line and everything. He's dope. Wild. Full forgiveness. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
then you got uh, Kira Metz. If you if you uh, completed her like ghostly tower quest we talked about in the last and banged episode. her on the blanket, banger on the blanket, yep. bangy on the blankie. Um, you can get Vernon Roach and Fuck Vess yeah. to help you. So they actually uh, both of the two of them come and they bring some like guerrilla troops. Yep. Of course, somebody that you can't miss, uh, Zoltan Shive. Fuck yeah, Zoltan. <laughs> He's so dope. Yeah. yeah he is. Um, depending on how you're feeling, you can get. Uh, uh, Siggy Reuven or, you know, Sigmund Dystra, the former spy master. That guy's an asshole. I don't think I ever had him join me. He is interesting. But the the end game with him is really fascinating. Really? Okay. Um, we'll get there. Triss is going to be there. Of course. I believe she shows up either way, but it depends on... Or no, you have to have helped the mages escape from Novigrad. Yeah. Um, so she she's there to cast fireballs. Um, you can also get several people from Skellige. So there's, uh, if you go to Croc on Crate, he's like, look, dude, I'm a fucking old man. I can't go and like battle the fucking, fucking wild hunt in this castle. Yeah. But I will give you my family heirloom, which is the sword that by this point in the game, you're like way out leveled anyways. Yeah. Like, it completely sucks. Okay. Kind of sad. Yeah. And then, uh, depending on, well, actually it doesn't really matter. If you can talk to Saris and Hjalmar, uh, it doesn't matter who's in charge. Either way, Hjalmar will go with you. But you have to have gotten one of them to be king or queen. Right? Helmar loves fighting. That's yeah, what he loves If he's the king, killing. If, if, so if if uh, if Ceres is the queen, she's like, look, I I'm the fucking queen of an island. I can't just go willy nilly to help my friend to do something. But you can take my insane ass brother. Yeah, it's and if Helmar's the king, and you're like, hey, I know you're the king, but I need your help. He's like, I'm already here, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like my kingdom fucking sucks. Um. And then uh, Ermian is there, so uh, I believe Ermian joins you no matter what. Um, who's the like head druid? Um, and then, and remember, I mean, he was like series tutor when she was a kid, so he has like a different connection than a lot of people do. And then also, uh, depending on if they survive or not, um, Folan and Viggy, uh, Viggy being the idiot that gets you fu- that gets fucking killed if when you're fighting the giant. Yeah. And Folan is the archer that you may not actually track him down if you don't follow the clues correctly. So they're both kind of optional dudes that come with Yalmar if they live, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, okay, I got my bitches here. Well, Everybody's and, getting I mean, ready. You, you also have all the standard people that you'd kind of expect. Right, right, right. So yeah, those are the additional people that are only... They only help you if you go ask them. Uh, right. The people that are going to be there no matter what are Vesemir... Um, the uh, Lambert and Eskel, which are your Witcher brothers. Yep. Uh, you're all kind of raised together in the school. Um, yeah. Yen is going to be there. And obviously Avalok is like some kind of weird mutant thing. And yeah. I mean, he's like, he's Avalok again. He's not Uma, but like he's super fucked up. Yeah, he's... And of course shit. you're going to have uh, Siri. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you go gather your bitches. And then it's like, okay, so... You know, you have the Firefly spell, the Avalok cast, that will take you directly to the Isle of Mists. And the game is kind of like, hey, when you do this, like, other quests are going to be shut off and there's no turning back. So, this is like a turning point in the game. Um, so, you kind of, you head out, jump in a boat in Skellige, and kind of sail in between this archway. And the, the Firefly is kind of like moving up and it sort of like goes right into something that it looks like you would crash against. And then when you go through, you're just kind of in a new area. It's kind of like going behind the waterfall to find the treasure chest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you kind of, like, 
shit's really weird it's super misty and foggy and shit there's like weird shit like you hear a bunch of weird noises and shit all the time tons and tons of destroyed ships yeah like yeah. this is a very hazardous location like people have like, tried it's meant to be secret right yeah so you get to this island and you see this like big crashed um like sailing vessel right like much bigger than the little boat you're on and you're on like a fishing boat like for a single or man or maybe two people and so these little enemies keep jumping on your ship too these little like bat enemies when you're on your way yeah yeah like little siren creatures yeah uh like sexy ladies with bat wings and a tail nothing wrong with that folks so it's fine um unfortunately you can't fuck one so sorry yeah but uh you eventually make it to this island it's it's shrouded in mist obviously a village hidden in mist where's my naruto boys at and uh you basically like wander you're like okay there's been a shipwreck somebody's been through here recently there's like the remnants of a camp and you find this like log cabin on the top of meanwhile you're like fighting all these like mist creatures yeah they're just kind of like popping out yeah but you find this log cabin basically up in like the top of this hill and you kind of knock on it and you hear a voice inside it's like hey we're uh like craftspeople and traders and merchants and shit and we were in this wreck and like two of our or three of our dudes are missing and uh you're like hey i'm looking for a gray-haired woman blah 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 and they're like okay we can tell you about her but you have to find our friends and bring them back because it's not safe out there so you go out and find them uh spoiler alert these are basically the seven dwarves (laughs) (laughs) so you go like each one of them has a cap on that's a different color which is funny one of them's real sleepy one of them's real sleepy um (laughs) so you have to go and try to like track these three idiots down um you rescue the sleepy one. He's, like, sleeping on a lighthouse, weirdly. Uh, this one dude, um, like, falls down and breaks his legs. That's breaky, I guess. And then he and then he gets crushed by a demon. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah. So eventually you, like, rescue the dwarves, get them all together. All the dwarves come out. It's very funny. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, um, damn, like, sorry to tell you this, but, like, that that like white haired girl that you're looking for, she's inside, and she's like cold and like not breathing. And you're like, imagine you just like, been, like searching for her for all this time, and it's like you were too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you know, Geralt like walks in and she's like laying on the bed facing away from him or whatever, and. Geralt's like kind of afraid to look at her and he's like really hesitant it's like this dude like slays like demons and like gets himself intentionally haunted and shit like he fucks women that could annihilate him (laughs) you know what I mean like this is a brave dude and he's like this is the first time in the game that you see him like completely vulnerable he's like afraid to look at her afraid to touch her afraid to speak like he's like moves slowly it's so amazing to see this dude just completely weak, you know? Right. And, um, God, the, the whole framing of a scene and everything is so well done. Yeah, it was shot really well where they, like, yeah. it's like you enter the scene. It's not right. like the door opens and you see everything. You enter the scene and you see the stuff on the wall. Yeah, he's kind of, like, it's... seeing stuff first. Like, he sees, like, a table with, like, a, a plate, like a dirty plate that somebody ate off of. And you see the fireplace, and it's cold, and, like, then you pan over and you see, like, you're like, oh, there's there's dust on the bed. And you can see Siri's foot. And he, like, he sees her, and, like, 
he, he kind of turns her over and her that's bad <laughs> and the live stream just this guy it. playing it her fucking her, there's like her, a bug knife. in like the gear her, yeah just her, like rattling her knife and her like like little pack on her side is just sitting there they're like going in and out of each <laughs> other and flopping like a dead god fish. damn it Fuck. Or a dying fish but yeah, yeah so like Geralt like walks up and like sees her she's like lying on her side he like flips her over and she's just clearly dead so he like sits on the side of the bed and like sobs it's so brutal dude yeah it's so fucked god damn it that took me right out of it I know that would if that happened to me when I was playing the game I would get a refund just shut it off yeah oh man Un- that's uninstall rough. yeah so um Geralt like picks her up and kind of like just kind of holds her and he's like rocking back and forth he's extremely fucked again remember this is like his daughter basically right so the firefly that led you through the little orb kind of floats into the room over Geralt's shoulder and like floats towards Siri and kind of materializes into her and her eyes open and she like kind of holds him back and he quickly has a flashback of when she was a kid and it's like this you know the like grass is greener on the other side type shit and uh I think it's like referencing when she left when she was a kid um and uh so like series back you kind of are able to talk to her for a little bit you tell her like hey everybody's ready to defend you we're all here for you like we're gonna take this to the wild hunt and we're gonna finish them off and she kind of tells you some stuff about like and you're like tell me what it's been like like running like where have you been for 10 years like what's been going on with you and this and she's like is probably the best so cool she's like you know she's like oh I've, I've been to so many places because i had to like i couldn't just run from them in our own world like i can teleport to other worlds like i went somewhere where everything was cold and everything was ice the planet had had been killed by the white frost i went to you know the home of the old like ancient elves and i've i've been to a planet that was all monsters i went somewhere like it was it was far in the future and they what's the exact line like they had like carts that could fly through the air yeah and, she like, she's like you people had metal you bits wouldn't believe in them. me yeah 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 so she's referencing cyberpunk which is amazing and i like the other one that you were talking about about like the beasts um they did put him in Monster Hunter. That's interesting. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's, I don't think they had that planned or anything, but... I went to a world out. where there's a bunch of buff-ass dudes fighting each other with swords, Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It's I want like, to you know, get you... to that line. I know they're sitting there yeah. in the live stream talking about it right now. So you... Um... You know, you do all this, like, catch-up with Siri, basically. And it's like... You tell her, like, okay, as soon as we leave, like, they're on to you. And she's like, no, dude, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of other people fighting my fight for me. Like, this is not gonna work. It's time to throw down. Right, it's time to throw down. Like, I don't want anybody else to die because of me. Too many people have died already, right? And uh, you kind of ask about it, and it's like, okay, what's up with the Wild Hunt? And she's like, so there are people... They're like these Ain Sela elves or whatever, and they're from this other planet that is being destroyed by the White Frost. And like, um, you know, the the uh, they've created the navigators, these like insanely powerful teleportation mages, mm-hmm. to kind of stay a step ahead of the White Frost. But they know that it's only a matter of time. So their king died, 
and Aridin, who's the the head of the wild hunt, like he's their king now, and he thinks that the only way to survive is to conquer other worlds and like colonize them. So the only way that they can get all of their surviving people here is with the elder blood because their navigators aren't powerful enough, right? So they can they can move their elite troops, which are the wild hunt, but they're not powerful enough to move everyone. So they have the, the navigators are able he, to. Yeah, she just said, uh, I, "I would you wouldn't believe me if I tried." People had metal in their heads, war waged from a distance using things similar to megascopes. Right. There were like no crystal horses. lasers and shit. And everyone had their own flying ship instead. And he, yeah. Geralt says, Siri, stop falling, uh, fooling around. And she goes, told you. Told you. She's like, we should have just stayed there. Insanely good. Yeah, I would have stayed there. Yeah, I, there is, there's it, definitely going to be a Siri character model walking around in it, the game. Yeah, it's like, there are a like... A thousand percent. Five sentences in this game that made the game better than like it was already fucking phenomenal but it just pushed it to it, ma- it really was the frosting on top it, yeah. yeah it's the I, I don't know how that's the best part of the whole game for me because it's a fucking super long game but it, it just yeah. is it's good you're definitely right about that so um yeah and it's like it's like Siri everybody like the people that fight for you fight for you because they love you you know what I mean right. like the people that are, are doing this you're not tricking them into doing it. They do it on their own, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like, we are all here to help you, and we're helping you whether you want us to or not, because that's what friends do. So he's like, come back with me, and we'll take, and we'll, we'll end this, right? So you guys head out. You get back to Karamoran. You have a chance to kind of set up defenses where you're making a few cha- a few choices where it's like, Okay, so we have enough time to either, uh, you know, put spikes outside the moat or um, fix this hole in the wall. Yeah. Right. Or, hey, do you want to, do you want us to, like, sharpen all of our weapons and make arrows and blah, blah, blah? Or would you rather work on some potions? Right? So it's like little things that are going to give you one bonus or another in the fight. Like, there's no wrong choice that's like, oh, you died because you, like, were in the bathroom masturbating. Oh. Like, that gives you a bonus. It'll get you. Clear-headed. It will get you. Post-nut clarity is the uh-huh. name of the bonus. It lasts for 25 seconds. <laughs> then you're back to being a dumbass. Am I right, folks? <laughs> so, um, you know, you, like, you gear up. You make these final preparations. You get your hose all around. You get a chance to talk to your friends. That's, like, you know, you're, you're like, going up to people and being, like, yo, Kira Metz. Really, thanks for doing this. I thought you were mad at me after I like came on your clothes and it definitely stained your robe a little bit. And then ran away. But I, I think I see that we're cool with each other now, so thanks for helping us out. And she's like, this is about Siri, dude. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, and Geralt's like, fine, use a hood rat anyway. You fucking can't believe I slummed it for you. Slumming. So, um, you know, you do this preparation. Uh, there's different strategies. Uh, and then they kind of talk about the main plan. So, um, Yennefer is going to like push out this huge defensive shield around the castle, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes it so it can't be assaulted because like the wild hunt like flies around with these like ghost ships. Yeah. Which are like which is if really one of them cool. shows up, you're just fucked. <laughs> like it's a dreadnought and you are completely fucked if that guy rolls up on your house. So it's like, okay, with the shield up, they won't be able to use that. So they're gonna have to materialize, they're gonna teleport in out in the woods. 
Then they'll approach the castle because a human being's like body can just walk through the shield, right? It's it defends against weapons and armor and like magic attacks and shit, right? But it is it doesn't stop somebody from just walking through. So it's like the wild hunt will teleport in from outside. Um, they're gonna come in to the main part of the castle. You guys will fight them there, but they'll be you know they'll have to come in pretty much one by one. So we'll be able to really fuck them up. Um, meanwhile, uh, you know, we're going to have, like, our mages, uh, like, Ermion can use, like, some nature magic, so he's gonna be causing earthquakes and shit. Um, Triss is gonna be blasting fire magic and just, like, completely annihilating a bitch. Uh, so, you know, there's all this different strategy you're going through. So, the first section, uh, Geralt and Lambert, and if he's in the game, Letho, uh, the other witcher, uh, head into the forest to close summoning rifts where the hunt is bringing in reinforcements. The sorceresses will use shield and magic to assault enemy troops. Uh, Ciri's supposed to stay inside, but um, pretty, I mean, the battle starts going wrong like instantly because there's an unlimited number of wild hunt soldiers and a very limited number of you and your friends. So, the battle pretty much instantly starts going to shit. Um, like, Triss is supposed to do this like big fire hurricane attack. And it just doesn't show up on time. And then it kind of cuts over to Siri, And you take control of Siri, who leaves the safety of the castle to come out and basically troll the walls. And she's trying to protect the mages. Mm-hmm. So you're running along the battlements. And like you get to Triss, who has like a summoning circle right next to her. You kill the enemies, stop the summoning. And then Triss is like, okay, I'm doing it. And she just drops some real fire-ass fucking mixtapes. Yeah. And, Sick-ass um, beats. Yeah, you know, you run over and help Ermian real quick. Um, it's just like you're playing a support, basically. As Siri, yeah. you're like a you're like a fixer, just kind of hopping around and helping out people that need it. Um, so then we hop back to Geralt. Uh, you come into the castle, so like um, Yennefer lets the shield recede about half of the distance, so it kind of shrinks down and kind of turtles up around. Um, like, just the main part of the castle instead of the castle and the grounds and everything. Um, so then uh, the enemy is allowed into basically the, the, like, sort of outer courtyard area. So then as Geralt, you're fighting more people, shutting down more portals. Um, shit's getting really crazy. Uh, the uh, Suddenly, like, all the main hoes of the Wild Hunt appear. So you see um, the leader, Aridin. Uh, his big ass boy, uh, Imrilith, and their like main mage. Um, his name is like Centalian or something. Mm-hmm. They all have cool ass names. It doesn't matter what their name is. Caranthir. So Caranthir is like the number one navigator, and he's the one that uses this insane high powered blizzard magic. So everybody's getting in these like duels where it's like, okay, this is our second best witcher to ever live. Uh, he's like battling their mage dude. It's just, like, a ton of, like, cool fights going on, right? And, um, eventually, like, the, the like, main dude's, like, Caranthir is able to bust out of this fight, and then he knocks out, uh, Yennefer's, like, shield goes completely away from this onslaught of, like, blizzard magic coming in from outside. Um, she, like, kind of passes out. She, like, falls to the ground. And then this massive blast of ice magic just shoots out and, like, freezes everyone who's exposed. Uh, like frozen solid right mm-hmm. and the big boys 
all come walking in uh and like you see like Geralt like frozen like a solid statue you know um and only Ciri and Vesemir were able to hide behind something so uh neither one of them are frozen and the big ass bad boy uh Imrilith comes up and he's like this huge dude I mean he's just a massive lad and he has this like giant mace um so he's like swinging this thing around and like Vesemir's dodging around it he's like deflecting it stabs a bitch a couple times you know gets some good hits on him Mm -hmm. and then eventually Imrilith uh grabs uh or like like Ciri's joins the fight and Vesemir's like no you're supposed to run and Imrilith like knocks the sword out of Vesemir's hand and just grabs him by the throat. And this dude's gauntlet hand is, like, bigger than Vesemir's head. He's just huge. Mm-hmm. And he's holding him. And Aridin, uh, the king, takes off his mask, and you can see he's this elf. And he's like, Siri, we're gonna kill this dude unless you drop your weapon and come with us. Because we're taking you one way or another. We're gonna keep hunting you down, and we're gonna keep killing your friends unless you come with us. And Siri's like, fuck that and then well she like looks over and sees vesemir like fully fucked up yeah she she and, had uh, a decision she threw her sword or sorry i meant fuck this yeah <laughs> she's she's like okay fine drops her sword starts walking towards erid and he reaches out towards her and vesemir's like he you just he's like you care too much dude he pulls his knife out shanks emerilith in the side and emerilith's just holding him with his little hand and emerilith looks at vesemir and he's like You'll regret that. And Vesemir looks at Siri and he goes, Now run! And this dude just breaks Vesemir's neck like a fucking pixie stick. One-handed. Yeah. One-handed. So Siri's like I surrounded. Mean, v- Vesemir, Vesemir did that so he can... like He, he did it intentionally. He, yeah, he, he removed He wanted to the sacrifice option. himself. Yeah, right. he removed He's like, the option. You can't sure. save me anymore. Yeah. You know? So Siri like kind of like goes into shock for a second and then the elder blood is like hell no so she's like she starts glowing and she like screeches and like the wild hunt soldiers around her are like blood is like spraying out of their ears and they're falling on the ground and shit they're like things are moving like rocks and shit are like being pulled towards her there's like this channel of light shooting into the air and uh all these like wild hunt dudes are just instantly dying uh Karanthir is like fuck he opens a portal and he's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And Aridin just keeps walking toward Siri because he's like, this is my only chance to get her. And he's like reaching out towards her. He's like stumbling and shit. And like everything is just super fucked up. And the, she's like insanely powerful. And uh, like Imrilith or uh, not. Yeah, Imrilith goes through the portal, the big guy. Uh, Karanthir, the mage, runs forward and grabs the king, Aridin, and just yanks him back. And Siri just... So they're gone, but Siri can't stop the, like, Elder Blood. So it's like, she's continuing to channel. She's, like, about to go off like a fucking nuclear bomb. Yeah. No, she basically does. Yeah. And, like, Avalok comes, like, stumbling out, like, clutching his side. And he, like, mutters the spell and holds his hand out. And he, like, sucks the energy off of Siri and into himself. And she just, like, collapses and it's over. And everybody, like, thaws out of the ice. They're like looking around. The wild hunt's gone. I mean, what they all see. What was really good. cool is like it was. Um, uh, he shit. His uh, he's one of the witchers. Uh, his name starts with an L. He was fighting with uh, Lambert. Lambert. Um, yeah, he's frozen. They show that one scene where the ice starts breaking off of him. Right. 
and a chunk falls off the side of his head, and you see blood just start pouring out of his ears. Just, like, yeah. kind of freezing as it falls a little bit. Super Right, because, sick. like, the power that Ciri's unleashing is, like, so devastating. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a lot. So, yeah, Avalok turns her off. They both collapse. Uh, everybody kind of thaws out, and then Geralt, like, walks over. He sees Yennefer, and he's like, did we win? <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of looks over and sees... Did I get laid? Uh, he's th- <laughs> I- I'm hard as hell right now. He sees uh, Ciri kind of sitting over Vesemir's body. And you can see Geralt's, like, really hurt, you know. It's, I mean, this dude's basically his dad, right? Right. He's basically everyone's dad. Yeah. And uh, they give him, like, a witcher funeral, you know. Um, their castle is basically fucked. <laughs> uh, the Wild Hunt is still out there, and they didn't even kill a single one of the leaders. Like, one of the main dudes, you know. Right. Um, so they're all kind of like... Dude, we ain't, we ain't done with this yet. And uh, there's a couple... So I'll start to get into it now. There's a couple things with Siri, where you have a few choices to make that will affect the end of the game. So... Um, series basically... Um, like, you'll, you'll have a series of choices you can make and you have to get a... Like, you have to get three of the choices right, basically. And I think you get five chances. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is like helping her deal with having Vesemir die, and I mean, it, it's not her fault, but it's basically her fault, right? Like well, if she wasn't there, he'd be alive, right? Theoretically, right? Like they wouldn't have fought the Wild Hunt. So, um, so you you have a chance to like help her figure out, um, where she's basically saying like, she's like, dude, if I was stronger, if I could control the Elder Blood more, if I was a better fighter, if I was faster, if I was smarter, whatever, then I could have saved Vesemir. Right. And and that's where you get the chance to be, um, you know, you can either say to her, basically, well, let's do some quick training, and, like, you have a snowball fight, which is the most wholesome shit ever to happen in this game. And then the other one is, you can say to her, um, look, you don't have to be good at everything. Like, you did exactly as good as you could do, and that's fine. That's, That's all that you can do, right? So then you go crack open some alcohol and both become alcoholic. Um, and then later on, like, everybody... Like, basically, at, like, Vesemir's funeral, where you, like, burn him on a pyre, mm-hmm. um, everybody, all your allies, kind of have to split. Like, Hjalmar is, like... Regardless if he's the king or not, he's like, Look, dude, I'll always be your ally, but I have to get back to doing my shit. Like, there's really not a lot I can do for you here right now. Because I'm a warrior, I'm not, like, a dude that... I'm not, like, a counselor. <laughs> so, I'm gonna head... Um, you know, like, uh, Lambert, by the way, is fucking Karametz. Very good. Love it. Mommy. Um, so Lambert and Karametz, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm not going to come back to Karamora in this winter. And I don't know if I'm ever going to come back. And it's like, I, I hate being a witcher. I hate the witchers. I'm moving on. And, uh, Eskel is like, he's kind of like, hey, I'm going to take a long trip and I don't know if I'll be back. Because typically they spend the winter in the castle together, just kind of spend their money and fix things up and everything. Right. Just have some company, you know. Um, so he's like, I don't think I'll be back this winter. I'm going to head pretty far out and see what kind of work I can get. So, like, the wolf school is basically toast at this point, right? Right, um, right. I mean, you know, Ermian's like, hey, I'm heading back. Um, you know, uh, all, all your allies. Like, Triss is like, hey, I'm really sorry for what happened. I'm going to go try to help those mages. Like... 
you know, the, it's basically like the fellowship splits up, right? Right. Because, um, like, you've, you've had your first major failure. This fellowship is split. Um, you've lost Gandalf, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, I've seen more similarities than I thought. I kind of don't like that. I'm starting to get a little yeah, shit about it. Yeah, it's bothersome. Uh, so, um, you know, after all this, Siri wakes you up, and it's, like, really early in the morning. And you're like, God damn it, bitch! Trying to sleep! And, uh, trying to sleep! So, Siri takes you, um, she, she like, kind of takes you outside, and she's like, hey, look, dude, I know what I'm going to do. I can figure out, like, I've been talking to Avalok. I can figure out where these guys are going to meet. Um, I'm going to kill Imralith at this, like, event, like, this haunted event that these dudes have. They have a, they, and they throw they a They have, like, a big fucking, soiree. Oh, yeah. oh, they throw a wicked Halloween party. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So... Um, they have like a crazy like Halloween bender. I'm gonna wait till he gets drunk and I'm gonna cut his fucking dick off. <laughs> and uh, so you're like, okay, like I guess I'm gonna go with you because like you can't tell her no, like she's doing it. And you get the choice. This is gonna be game ending, um, like game ending decision type thing. Right. Um, you can you can decide to tell her, hey, now that we've found you, let's go see your dad. Let's go see the <laughs> emperor. Right? Get him. Yeah. So, yes, he wants to go. Um, you know, if you do or don't do this, will change how the story plays out. And then if you do, you make a choice in there that changes how the story plays out. We'll talk about that later in the end of Act 3. So, um, you know, you do that either way. Um, and then you uh, kind of head out to go to this event and start the conclusion. So, um, that's, that's how... The Battle of Kaer Morhen in Act 2 ends with the... Basically, at this point in the game, what you see as your path forward is... Act 3, we're going to go pick off a couple of the leaders, right? We're going to kill Imrilith. Mm -hmm. We're going to see if we can get the other elves of... Um, these like This ancient type of elf. We're going to see if we can get the other ones to kind of betray the Wild Hunt. And then we're going to do our final battle against uh, Aridin okay. at a place of our choosing again. So, um, that's kind of, that's, that's where the game leaves it. I mean, I, like playing through this, like act two is the strongest part of the game, I think, because it's just so like concise. It's about fighting. It's about getting your friendship together. It's about your politics. Yeah. Um, like act one is the longest, but it sets, and it sets the stage for literally everything. Right. Act one is, uh, like, okay, here's the world. Here's everything in the world. Here's what witchers do. Right. But but you have a higher calling. So, so yeah, I mean, it is really about... It's lending, and what makes the game so strong is... You don't have to play 1 and 2 because of Act 1. Right, It, right, it right, introduces right. you to literally everything and everybody... It and gives you everything all that you information. And then if you have played 1 and 2, there are some nice Easter eggs in there for you. Right. Um, so... Um, and then Act yeah, 2 would be... Um, the first part of the fucking show, right? Right, right. So this is, this is like, okay, we know what we're doing. Like, act, act one is the title crawl in Star Wars, right? Right. It's like, uh, Geralt has been wandering around doing this quest, trying to find his daughter. Now he's found her on a remote system of Dagobah. <laughs> and like, you know, goddammit, this, this thing it completely cribbed off of every other fantasy property in history, didn't it? It did. Nobody, nobody has ever told an original story. I, mean, I just want to get that out there. Right. I understand that. 
But this story is... <laughs> I mean, it's... It's it's so cool. I mean, the way... It's original in it's not, the way I mean, that it's it not original, takes, but the way that it plays out. Well, it, I, 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 I would say it's original, but it takes... It has to take its cues from things that already exist. Everything already exists. Yeah. No matter I mean, what I mean, we do. You're right. But uh, what's really interesting is, again, like... Uh, as far as video game storytelling goes, this is this up is, there with the best of the best. Yeah. I mean, it is... It's it's in the same room as Knights of the Old Republic, you know, where, like, one of the most famous twists in, like, gaming history. You know what I mean? Like... Right. It's, it's really up there. Um, and it's it's such a cool... The way that it plays out is so cool, and like, it's it's really satisfying to play. Um, it's I definitely I mean it's still up there. It's it's some of the best stuff ever done. Definitely. So um, that'll be the end of the second episode. Second episode actually ran a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah, um, Act One is fucking gargantuan. It's it's just so big, and we did the. You know, we did the prologue. We did the abridged and, version. Yeah. Th- I mean, this is cutting down a lot of the cool side stuff that you can do. Yeah. So, um, of course, that's what we are focused on. We're focused on the stories, the things that impact the game. Um, right. Story mode. Story mode. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out episode one and two, getting those two games, um, go check that out. And then, you know, follow up with uh, episode three for the first part of Witcher 3. And then... Um, yeah, let us know. Uh, head over to, uh, of course, head over to facebook.com uh, backslash Mammoth Games Inc. to check out all the news, top news and video game stuff over there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares. Um, and as well, follow us on Twitter so you know when we go live and uh, do this right here. Um, so, yeah, you can pretty much get all the, all the good information, I feel, from Twitter, uh, knowing when we're, you know, going to be setting up to do some of this. Um, but the biggest thing is if you're listening to this podcast, drop us a review. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think of this. And, uh, you know, we'll take it into consideration. We do have quite a healthy list of games that we would like to do next. Um, yeah. So if you have something that you'd like to add to the list, let us know. Uh, we do record this every other Sunday uh, and usually right around the same time. Um, we uh, do the Mammoth Games Cast, which is our weekly show talking about all the video game news and junk that you need to know for your week and also checking out next week's game. So check that out as well. We appreciate you guys. But until next time when we start up the last part to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, I'm Nightswarm. And I'm Filtercord. Have a good one. <laughs>